Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday. It's October the 7th, 2021. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. Glad you could join us today, whether you're catching us live here on uh, twitch.hack.tv or if you're joining us on Spotify or YouTube or anywhere else. Uh, uh, We had a random tweet. Well, I guess it wasn't really random. Random tweet, uh, I'll I'll call it regardless, uh, from uh, one of our our listeners in Russia who said, finally, Spotify brought podcasts there and so that they can listen to Technical Alpha. And there was one other podcast, but let's be honest, only ours matters. But they can finally listen to us on Spotify. Uh, But uh, yeah, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, if it's your first time here. Bless you for stopping by, whether you're here through uh, Mr. Black's RP stream. I'm guessing RP was today, yeah. uh, or otherwise. Thank you for uh, stopping. We talk about video games, movies, television, all sorts of nonsense, and we pretend to think that people care about our opinions, which is like most podcasts. Honestly, you really have to have a lot of you have to have a lot of a, a lot of confidence in yourself to do a podcast because you have to believe that somebody gives a fuck about the words coming out of your mouth. You have to at least pretend. You don't have to know, you just have to pretend that somebody cares. And uh, that's what we do best here, and we've been doing it for a long time. We've got another great show lined up for you today, but before we start, as always, I've got to ask the most important of the que- uh, question of the week. Mr. Black, how's your week? It was just another week this week. Wow, we're back to another week. Yeah, it's just another week. Uh, I mean... Uh, the tenant is moved out of my old house, so I got a bunch of stuff done there. They just got to do one more thing. Got to try and find my old wedding ring. Um, and outside of that, um, nothing, nothing else substantial has happened this week. So same old, same. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, we were gone for a few days. Em and I went down to the old family home for, uh, a, uh, our last I wasn't expecting another week. I took a bite of my cookie, and now I'm caught with my pants down. Um, <clears throat> we did another another trip to uh, uh, to the family home, our last one for the year before you know, we have to shut the, the, the home up for the winter. And so we got down for a few days. We were originally planning to go for a full week and come back. Well, not a full week, sorry. It would have been like five days or whatever. We would have come back on the... Uh, on the Wednesday, uh, but we had to cut it a, a day and change short because we had other family members that were coming down to stay, uh, through Thanksgiving. And so, uh, we came back on Tuesday, but it was nice, wonderful weather, beautiful weather. Uh, as I guess you guys also had here, uh, it wasn't much different here. Um, did some work around the yard, uh, while we were there because the weather was so nice and just did some did some stuff so that dad wouldn't have to do it when he went down. Uh, and otherwise, just kind of relaxed, enjoyed that weather, um, and hung out. And that's all I needed. I'm, I'm a very simple man, Mr. Black. I don't need a lot going on. I get the fuck away from the city. Sit in that, in that house or, or outside on the property. Have a beer. Play some fucking Scrabble and watch some Star Trek. That's all I need in my life. Maybe get a different TV down there at some point. Not a really big one, because that would be a waste of a waste of time. But one that the speakers don't sound like ass, because it drove me crazy. The whole time we were there, just like... <laughs> just complete shit. 
This is one of my older, uh, older TVs I had in the workout room, and I don't know why the speakers sound like somebody's killing a cat, but it does. Uh, it's just slowly driving me insane, so, other than that, yes, wonderful time, uh, as always. Uh, and now we're back. So I didn't do anything else, uh, today, other than preparing for the podcast, I wrote my review for, um, uh, The Forgotten City, so that will be up probably early next week, and otherwise I'm just kind of back to it. Oh, I also, I also, uh, because as we'll talk about, uh, later today, probably the biggest news uh, of the week is, uh, is, uh, Twitch needs to hire better InfoSec, uh, employees, as the entire website just is now, they went open source, congratulations for going open source Twitch, it was a bold move, and, uh, you know, I think a lot of people appreciate going open source. But I wasn't on that list, Mr. Black, and so, uh, uh, you know, I've got to step my income game up, so I'm, I'm, I'm hopping on Fiverr, I'm gonna try and put my voice to use. The room, the room that I'm in is good enough for Fiverr, it's not good enough to go back to Voices.com or Voices123, I can't, I can't be competing with all of the fucking Whisper Room motherfuckers out there, but on, on Fiverr? I can make I can make some money on Fiverr, so so I spent I spent some time setting that up. Uh, I picked up Isotope to uh, clean up the remainder of the room stuff that Adobe Audition just can't quite do. And uh, I think you do you use Isotope uh, plugins? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, so so. I don't think that's on my chain. You you probably know of Isotope. They've been around Mm -hmm. since the dawn of time at this point. but uh, yeah, uh, they they uh, over there at Isotope Black Magic, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know who the fuck uh, wrote some of the algorithms that they have for cleaning up audio, but actual Black Magic uh, blew my fucking mind. It uh, especially for like mouth noises, because you know when you're doing voiceovers, you don't have the luxury. You know, on the podcast, I can be kind of far from the microphone, but when you're doing voiceover work, you kind of have to, you have to, you have to be real fucking close to your mic. And no matter how much water you drank ahead of time, you're always going to get the weird mouth sounds. And if you're not doing some ASMR shit where people are jerking off to the sounds of your mouth, you like it doesn't sound good. You don't need that shit there. It's bad time. And Isotope specifically has a plugin for getting rid of those sounds. And I swear to God, it's magic. I heard about it. Yeah, I heard about it's it. It's fucking black magic. Like Audition has one that's kind of similar, but it's more specific to just de-clicking in general. So let's say you were like recording um uh or or converting uh a record to digital and you know you get clicks and stuff uh either from dust or the grooves are kind of fucked because it's an older record and whatnot it's more for that so you can do like an okay job but when you fucking use the isotope shit i swear to fucking god gandalf himself is fucking cleaning up your audio the shit's crazy so anyway i did that and uh and that's been it and so that was my week and now it's time to talk about video game news mr black shall we do it. Konami! Couple of rumors from Konami coming this week, including one that they are working on a new Castlevania title that's a reimagining of the entire series. And is getting dev support, uh, or is at least open to getting dev support from a third party. Uh, and another rumor that Eurogamer confirmed uh, that they've also heard. Uh, is that Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake Project is actually a thing, and it was originally to be made in the more recent Fox engine, which I think was like what the most recent Metal Gear Solid game was built in, for example. Uh, and using elements from the Metal Gear Solid 3 Pachinko machine, whatever that would have been. 
I didn't know that they were making canonically, uh, 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 I didn't know they were making canon changes to the Metal Gear Solid franchise via pachinko machines, but apparently they were. Uh, and so they were originally going to work whatever the hell that is into this remake. Uh, now that, <laughs> it's up in the air now if that remake is still happening, but if it is, then, uh, well, there you, there you go. A lot of people will be excited about it, but <laughs> I'm just, okay. Konami, Konami, well, Konami said, another part of this is that Konami apparently has said, it mentioned, you know, some of their uppers have mentioned to some people that, um, that Konami does want to re-enter the premium game development market, uh, you know, which they occupied for many years, most of our life. And then at one point they said, deuces, uh, pachinko is all the rage in Japan and we make more money on pachinko machines than we do with our video games. And so we're just going to do pachinko now. And everyone said, fuck, because there goes Silent Hill. There goes Metal Gear Solid. There goes a lot of the, these intellectual properties that they have their hands on. So that was, that was an unfortunate route. But they want to come back in, Jeff. They want, they're okay. knocking on the door. They want to come oh. back in. Uh, and I guess one of the routes in which they want to take is to maybe redo Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid 3. Uh, the, <clears throat> the company or the, the developer that they've apparently singled out for this is Virtuous, who has done a lot of ports. Uh, and has acted as triple A support for other developers in the past. And there was a list that I meant to plug in there to give you an idea of what games they've done. Just know that they have some decent pedigree. You know, there's some games in there that are pretty good video games that they have worked on. So, uh, if it does come through and they are a part of the project, then there is some hope that it won't be complete ass. Uh, and that Konami might actually have, you know, a good first step back into the market. But, uh, otherwise, uh, there you go. Um... The Castlevania title, specifically, apparently, is expected to be first, but we're going to hear more about these things, according to Nibel on Twitter, anyway, uh, in 2022. Uh, but uh, Castlevania is expected to be first. That's a bold one. Castlevania, doing a reboot of Castlevania is a bold move, Cotton. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's been around for so long, you probably could get away with doing a reboot of Castlevania. Do you got a couple of the uh, the old ones back there on the on the wall somewhere? You must have at least... A couple. I, all, I think I have all of them. Yeah? Yeah. Did you ever actually play the Castlevanias, or were you not bit. a Castlevania guy? A little bit, but it's not really my... Dude, those games... I, you know why I stopped playing them? Because they kicked my fucking ass. They destroyed me as a child. They, they destroyed my confidence as a gamer. I thought I was, like, kind of okay. Here I am playing Super Mario 3. Ooh, I can make it to the fucking tank level. Look at me go. And you pop in fucking a little bit of, of Castlevania, and you can't get out of the third screen. It was like playing Ninja Gaiden. You just get your shit kicked over and over and over again. That was me, except with Castlevania. So I gave uh, I gave up on it. But, um, relatively popular shit, to say the least. And honestly, the best thing I think that's coming to Castlevania in a long time is the Netflix anime, which was actually really, really well done. <laughs> and, and not just in Japanese. If you listen to it in English, you didn't want to kill yourself. It was a wonderful time. Uh, so whatever they do, they've got to live up to, uh, to that now. Next up, coming up in, uh, or on, I should say, October 27th for the handful of folks, uh, which apparently there must be more than a few, um, who are still buying games on the PlayStation 3 online store, as well as the more obscure PS Vita online store. Uh, credit, debit, PayPal, etc. will no longer be able to be used to add funds to your account directly through those consoles. Instead, you have to uh, either use... 
gift cards, specifically, to load it up if you're going to use the PS3 or the Vita. Or you have to load up your Sony account via a PS4, PS5, or PC with those other aforementioned normal means, you know, debit, credit, and all that other shit, and then go back to your PS3, PS Vita, and have the uh, balance be there. They say this is a security measure, but in reality, this is, you know, if you remember, I don't know, we did talk about it on the podcast, I'm almost positive, where they said they were just going to shut down the online, online store for PS3 and PS Vita, uh, and then the internet said, fuck you, and Sony said, fine. And so this is like their half measure where they're like, all right, for security reasons, which they really should have just said, this is our, we're meeting you halfway. You didn't want to shut it down, but we're going to, you know, we've got we've to make it cheaper for us on our end. So, I don't know, use a PS4, a PS5, or a PC, load up your shit, and then buy your games on your, on your PS3 or your PS Vita. Not exactly a big deal. At this point, if you're going to do this, I guess you might as well have just fucking shut the whole thing down. But there has to be, I mean, they had to have investigated and found that there's a reasonable number of people that are still buying shit on those platforms. Otherwise, why even do this? Um, and knowing Japan uh, and the handful of people still using a Vita, maybe they are buying a shitload of games on those platforms. I don't fucking know. It's not me. Is it you? Are you buying games? on? No? No. No. That ain't it. What is your take on the Vita, by the way? Or, or just the PSP, like, lineage in general? What was your take on, uh, on, uh, on that? Because I feel like they almost had it. Like, there was something there, but they, for whatever reason, just couldn't quite convince enough people to buy the damn thing. Uh, I mean, I don't really have much of an opinion. I, I've owned all of them. I still have a Vita and a... PSP. Oh, here. you still have a couple, do you? Yeah. Are those I, your originals, or are those ones that you've picked no, up? Like those in... were just ones I picked up at yard sales and mm-hmm. shit. Um, I, I, I actually did buy a PSP uh, when it first came out, and I did use it a, a decent amount. But was that the that was like they used the, the what the were they called discs. the UMD drives or yeah. whatever it was yeah. called? Yeah. Um, they were great for playing like RPGs on and and things like that, but there was just something about. I mean, for one, Nintendo always just did it better, like always. Yeah. yeah. And then there was just something about playing your favorite games on a handheld when you can play the same games on a TV that just felt like a lesser than experience than what you know. It's kind of like it was kind of like watching a the new James Bond movie uh, in bed. <laughs> on your TV when, when you, you could be doing could it in the be theater experiencing it in IMAX you know it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah you're still getting the game you're still getting the movie but like the experience is just not as good and I just wasn't on the go enough to like mm, really, really play appreciate. it so if I was playing it I'd be playing it like at home and it's like yeah. why am I playing this at home I just put it in the in the PlayStation. Well, or whatever, that was right? like the that was like the awkward thing. I think was that even when they got and I think the Vita was the closest they got to really. Then they got rid of the UM discs or UMD discs or whatever the fuck. Yeah, that was stupid as hell. That that was like the GameCube micro disc thing. That was yeah, a weird was choice. Fucking stupid. But the um, uh, I think like when I think the point that you made about uh, you know, why would you play it on the handheld when you could just play it on the TV? I immediately think of the Nintendo Switch, right? Which, which the solution to that was you have this handheld, but you just dock it 
and it outputs to a TV. Imagine if, and it's not like the technology didn't exist when the Vita came out, where if they just said, you know, if we want to extend the life of this handheld and, and appeal to a broader audience, because part of the problem was they were developing these bordering on AAA experiences, but they were specific to the handheld, and there wasn't a lot of, like, cross-play between the handheld and the, and the main console. And so you had these games, like, there were, I think there was, like, one of the SOCOM games were really popular on the PS Vita or the PSP, but it never, like, it didn't land on the on the main console, and, and in some cases, vice versa, where you get, you're like, why isn't this game that's on the main console just on the Vita? Like, this could easily be done uh, on, the, uh, on the Vita. Um, if, they had, if, they had, if they had marketed, and I think they did have something like that. Yeah, like Micro is saying PSTV. Like, if they had something like a physical dock like the Switch, and you could just use your PlayStation controller to power it on your TV. Um, maybe that would have extended it a bit because you have to imagine if the switch has done well, there's no reason why the Vita wouldn't have been able to do well if it had the same form factor, right? The whole hold it in your hand or put it in a dock and play it yeah, on the TV. But the Nintendo switch, it doesn't have any other consoles. So like the Nintendo switch, there isn't like another Nintendo console. That is the console, right? Like the Vita is still going to oh, be it's still compete. Against, it's still yeah. going to be competing against the console, right? So it is different. And mm. Nintendo puts all of their stuff on there, uh, like everything, right? So, um, I just don't think the Vita was implemented well at all, and I don't think the PSP was a big enough leap of technology that it captured the attention of the masses. It was... I, I don't. Th- I don't think turning it into a console handheld would have helped its case very much it would have added another hundred dollars on the price tag and a you know just i don't know i don't know maybe i'm wrong (laughs) we'll never know we'll never know we'll never know know. uh people were however because i think that the vita had an oled screen people have been comparing the new switch oled screen to the old vita oled and obviously the switch oled screen far newer panel is brighter but it gave you an appreciation for how good the Vita screen actually looked. Uh, it was a little bit ahead of its time, to say the least. Uh, and uh, and that new that new Nintendo Switch OLED screen does look fantastic. Um, I couldn't possibly imagine buying another Switch just for that. But for the people that are just getting into the fucking ecosystem, well, you go fuck it. That's a pretty solid upgrade, especially for somebody that plays in handheld uh, mode a lot. Um, because honestly, unless you have a halfway decent TV, playing it in handheld mode on that OLED is probably going to look better than most people's televisions at this point, especially if you've got an older one. So, uh, yeah, anyway, there you go. So, um, yeah, I I guess that's all on that topic. I was just saying that that seems like a half measure to just removing the storefronts altogether, which is probably going to happen in the not-too-distant future regardless, but this is kind of like their half-step. Uh, next up, here it is, Mr. Black, the big one for the week. Twitch! Oh no! I woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning to take M to work, I rolled over, I picked up my phone, I turned it on, and the first fucking thing that's on my Twitter feed is Twitch's entire fucking code base was leaked. Mm-hmm. The whole, the whole Git repository, the whole fucking kit and caboodle, top to bottom, shit that's like almost back to the inception of Twitch, 
And then on top of that, some more recent, I think 2019, 2020, um, revenue numbers for, for, uh, I don't know if that was like subs plus ads or just subs or what those numbers were, but for the top, whatever thousand partners 10, or whatever 000. the shit it was, 10, was it 10,000? Yeah. Uh, I actually haven't looked at the, I haven't actually looked at the, like, just the ones that one baby. Hey! I didn't get grandmasters. I wasn't in the top 200, but we hey. broke 401. We broke, we couldn't break the 400. There's always next year. I wasn't in the millionaire club. Hey, you know what? Actually, given the age of the numbers, maybe you did. Maybe you have bumped yourself up a couple of spots since those numbers have. were relevant. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. I can tell you where I'm not. I'm on the list. Somewhere between nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine and not even on there. I think you are on I'm, there. Somebody said I'm, I might be. Honestly, yeah. if it's ten thousand, I probably am. But I would yeah. be about nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine on that list. Uh, but it get you know what like a lot of um, a lot of uh, conversation obviously is centered around that which is you know there's two conversations happening one it's the streamers mostly you know joking about the financial thing but then talking about the ramifications of having the entirety of Twitch fucking leaked to the, to the internet. And the other side is a lot of the viewers talking almost exclusively about the revenue numbers coming out for these channels. And it was kind of surprising to me at this point that so many people are still shocked about the numbers because most, even the bigger streamers, most people, this isn't, hidden information, especially subscriber counts. And, uh, and you can easily take a stab at how much money you could ballpark these numbers with publicly available information. And so there's a lot, a lot, a, a lot of people still somehow shocked that some of these people are making as much money as they are in the run of a month, uh, on subscribers. So that was a bit weird. Um, and then the other conversation that, of course, came up was that now that you've seen the top 10,000 and you see how quickly it drops off like a cliff, right? Where you're getting like, you know, you know, XQC or whatever at $760,000 or whatever in a month. And then you've got, you know, your numbers going down from there. And then uh, and then once you break out of like maybe the top 1,000, it's like it just fucking yeets itself. Yeah, I, th I, think, <laughs> well, I think a lot of that is to do with viewership, right? So, like, the ad, yeah, it is. The, yeah, ad it, revenue, it the ad revenue is massive for, you know, X and a Summit or, you know, any of these other big, big streamers. That do have. we know if that's ad revenue plus subs oh, yeah. in, in those? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was just sub no. or if it was sub plus ad revenue nah, in no. those uh, in those numbers. Um. Yeah, so, I mean... That's probably why there's such a large... I mean, if you've got tens of thousands of viewers and you're running one set of ads, like you're making hundreds of dollars from just one 30-second break, right? It's like, you know, people, uh, large, large streamers are making tens of thousands of dollars a month just in ad revenue. Uh, could be even, like, some big, big ones making hundreds of thousands. Like, it's not even an exaggeration. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that might be the part that, like, threw some people off because i mean you're right like people sub counts are right there if you see a streamer and they've got fifty thousand subs 
You know, you know they're they're at least making some two dollars and fifty cents a sub. <laughs> yeah. And you know if they have that much, they're getting more than that. Their revenue split is way better than that. So like just do the math, you know? Uh it's right there. And the crazy thing is is people are like, Oh my god, like these streamers are making millions of dollars a year. It's like, dude, this is yes. just Twitch money. This yeah, is this, just, is, this, this is this is this is actually probably the smallest part of the pie. It is absolutely for the majority of anyone that you're seeing on that list. This is, is like the the smallest number. This is this is like this is the toppings, you know. Uh, the big money is comes from brand deals. That's where the big fucking money is, like huge money, like millions for some of these people, right? So like. You know, then you got donations, you got merch. Some of these people, uh, some of these streamers have large YouTube channels that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. Like there, there's like, an, uh, there's, there's a lot more than, you know, so like people's, people's, you know, full uh, pays. I mean, there's going to be some streamers on the list that all they do is stream on Twitch and they don't do sponsors. They don't do, or not very many that would make any substantial amount of, but difference. if you're looking at the top 500, that's... But, but if you're looking at the top, you know... They're doing more than just... Of course. Twitch a, a, revenue. If yeah. they're not, they need to get representation immediately, and they need to learn how to run a business, because they're yeah. leaving a lot of money on the table. Um, but yeah, no, it's it it's crazy. Um, it doesn't surprise me at this point uh, that everything gets, you know, gets leaked out. Um, I, well, legi- the, I the, legit- the leak, the leak of like most stuff is not surprising, but when the entire website's code base gets leaked, that was a bit shocking to me. Cause that's like, I don't think I've ever heard of that happening anywhere before where the entire, everything repository, the whole thing, code notes all the way down through completely fucking dumped on the internet is shocking for me yep. anyway the 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 other stuff not so much but that was that was kind of shocking but yeah sorry continue uh yeah so i mean i mean it's there uh twitch didn't say much for a while until they said yeah we've been compromised um it doesn't seem like anybody's passwords or anything like that got got leaked to to our knowledge and twitch would have said something uh if that was the case by now well, the passwords um, are there, but they're hashed or whatever the fuck. Yes. So they're they're. You're not gonna know what it what unless it is. somebody and, has a lot of time to brute force through some shit, and yeah. that's why even even then you just change your password and you're. Yeah, but you're I mean, good. everybody was freaking out like, change your password now, and I'm like, guys, I, I didn't really. I just, I was just like, breathe a little bit because for one, if somebody's hacked the 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 accounts, and you change your password, they're gonna see your password, your new password. Like, like wait until. Twitch gets shit under, you know, under control and then, you know, make the make the proper adjustments. If you have 2FA, you're you're fine anyway. Um so, you know, everybody just kind of freaking out and um I just found it more entertaining because Twitch literally the day before was shitting on Facebook <laughs> for going down and they were talking about posting memes and making fun of them and hitting the like button and stuff. And here they are the next day, less than 24 hours later. It's like 12 hours later. Dude, they, they trended harder than Facebook. There was like 800,000 tweets. Way harder. It was way harder. <laughs> I mean, they, they, it was just, it was just, you couldn't write, you couldn't write the karma uh, any thicker. Um, so yeah, this is just another thing. I mean, 
I think people were surprised on how much streamers make, but I think at the same time they weren't. I've been hearing a lot of other discussions that seem to be more of a of a of a more of a discussion than anything because even the streamers are like memeing themselves. It's like, oh, you guys, oh didn't yeah, know we, oh absolutely, you, oh you guys didn't know we made millions of dollars. Like, like nobody could be seriously oh, hey, upset look at about my Lamborghini. You know, yeah. oh hey. Um, oh, you, you know, you have no idea why we all moved to Texas so we don't pay taxes, uh, <laughs> you know, or I guess income tax, uh, you know, uh, it's not, you know, if it's, it's not a big secret. I mean, obviously there are a lot of streamers that don't show their sub counts. They don't want people to know how much money they make. Um, some streamers are afraid that if people knew how much money they make, that they wouldn't support, which means they wouldn't make as much money. Uh, but ultimately I don't, you know, that's. There is a weird fine line between... Just don't be braggadocious about it. Just don't be a guy yeah, that's like, like, hey, I've got millions of fucking dollars. I mean, yeah. unless unless you're like Doc, right? Like a guy that it's... That, that, his you persona know, like covers his, his ass in that, yeah, in that regard, right? Yeah, it's his persona right? and like to be cocky and arrogant and like, you know, all this stuff is like, you just get it. But I mean, if you're kind of somebody... Like if you're going to be a streamer, right? And you're going to complain about like... Oh, I'm having a hard time paying my bills, or I'm really hurting guys, and you're making half a million dollars a year or a, a million dollars a year. I mean, you kind of look like an idiot. Uh, but you know, if you're just doing your job and you're, you know, doing whatever, it's like who's who can really say anything? Like, you know, it is it is what it is. I mean, and it, <clears throat> it's that's just not a, even like a the representation discussion... of what they've made. No, the, the the discussion. Well, I mean, it really does show you uh how how many people just don't know about the revenue aspects of content creation, whether it's YouTube or Twitch or otherwise. And, um, or at least the, to the extent, because there seems to be a couple groups of people. There's one group that thinks that like everyone on Twitch is making, and it's a partner is making like fucking amazing money. And then there's the other people that, that are on the other side of the coin where they live in a world where their favorite streamer, even if it's like, even if their favorite streamers in like the top 250 people on the website aren't raking in tons of money. And so they'll keep just like, just sending in like half of their paycheck a month to, uh, to a streamer. And that, and there is like, it's not some, none of these topics could be broad stroke, but there is definitely like, for example, the concept you talked about people not telling others about uh, their sub counts and whatnot. There is, depending on the community that you're in, this weird line that you're walking between people supporting you because they actually support your content creation and uh, and people supporting you because it's a bit of your content creation, but them trying to... Like, there's like a parasocial relationship in which they're supporting you, like as a person, versus, versus you're creating content that I consume... And I want to pay you for that. Yeah. And then there's people that are, I'm just going to give you money because I like you and I think that you need this money. And so here it is. Yeah. I don't, uh, I, I, I think that's a lot less for, I, I think that second part, uh, largely is on streamers that aren't fully established and aren't, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be, you know, viewers or fans that, yeah. um, are going to want to give to you in any way they can because they want to help you out and stuff like that. Like I get that, but I think I would like to think that most people that support my content, most there, there are some that, you know, um, I would like to think that they're doing it to, to, to make sure that, you know, for one, they appreciate it and they, they consume a lot of it. So they want to support it. 
and to make sure that it can keep going. Because the reality is, man, if like people don't support the stream, like I'm not, I'm, I'm just not streaming. Like it's just, you know, um, and there's a fine line. So um, I get that. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I, I, I don't, I'm not upset about stuff getting out. And to be honest, I didn't even look at what number they said I made and I didn't even like fact check it because it's, mm. it's hard. I mean, I guess I could, theoretically could look on the back end of Twitch and like see if it, if it uh, matches up. But I would assume that things are probably relatively close, seeing as from the numbers from other, the other streamers. And, you know, I'm a streamer, so I kind of know, give or take, like, sort of what people are making. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, who cares? Dude, I'm, I, I, for me, I'm happy for everybody. You know, if they're making millions of dollars, hey, good on oh, you. Oh, it's wonderful. Like, uh, I'm happy for the discussion, you. Because the discussion is similar to, like, why do, why do um, actors in movies make x dollars and then the director only makes x dollars kind of thing it's like this um this view of the of any form of entertainment any entertainment industry where they say is this person like the immediate thing is is a twitch streamer you know is tim the tat man really worth more than a brain surgeon uh and the the answer to that is is well, Tim isn't performing brain surgery, so thankfully he's not getting paid for for doing brain surgery. But at the same token, people are there are fewer people paying to have brain surgery than there are paying to watch Tim the Tatman play uh, a video game for five dollars a month. You know, you've got you get hundreds of thousands of people, and a large portion of them are going to spend five dollars a month on your shit. It's not like each one of those people are paying you 150 grand to perform brain surgery on you. They're, you're, they're paying you $5 a month. It just so happens that the amount of people paying is huge. It's volume. And so uh, then you get sponsorship deals because you have the eyeballs and people want advertising money. And that's just kind of what the market pays for this shit. It's not like if you came, if you came to me and said, like, I make more, like, I make more than teachers do, for example. If you said, hey, you, you think you're worth more than, you know, uh, uh, earning more than a teacher in a year? No, of course not. I do. I don't, I don't think I should necessarily, I, I, do. don't, I don't think that I'm more valued to society than a teacher. Well, there you go. That's a better, that's a better thing. But in terms of money. Yeah, I absolutely think I deserve more money than teachers because I, um, I hold I hold I hold more economic value than a teacher does, right? So I bring more val I bring more dollars to my employer, right? A teacher, you know, they 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 are they are. This is gonna sound bad because I, I I already it's whatever. I don't give a fuck what people think. I'm just telling you guys the truth. Um, the teachers the teachers value in terms of like an economic value is very low in comparison to. Uh, a Tim the Tatman, myself, um, and and many others, even you, for example. Um, now, in terms of um, the value you bring to society, um, in terms of like um, your impact on society, yeah, teachers are much more valuable. I think I think uh, uh, having a having one less gamer on the internet gaming, opposed to having one less teacher, um, in terms of impact on youth, et cetera, however you want to put it. Yeah, teachers are more important. Um, but in terms of economic values, the money you generate for the industry, 
our economic value is much more higher than what a teacher, most teachers, there are some teachers that get paid millions of dollars um, and they are very specific and they bring a specific economic value because the ones that they're teaching are bringing massive uh, economic value to the industries that they're going into. But I'm talking about um, your, you know, your everyday high school teacher or, you know, whatever. You know, there's only so much economic value they can bring. And if they don't want to do it, there's going to be somebody else that can go into their shoes because the level of the the level of uh, expertise or talent that you need to be a high school teacher isn't the it, it isn't in the same realm as the expertise that you would need at that same level in gaming. So, you know, um, and, and I don't mean gamers are smarter, but the 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 benchmark right there you're you're when you're a teacher you're you're in a pool right it's like if you're you're a firefighter you're you're typically in a pool like obviously you're going to have like your your leaders or your chiefs or whatever they you know they call them um and they're going to hold a little bit more value but there's a benchmark but when it comes to a streamer video games or an actor or a musician whatever whatever art you want to talk about is the barrier to entry is different and there is a much higher scale ability than there is with a teacher. It doesn't mean that you're more important than a teacher or more important than a brain surgeon. Brain surgeons are pretty fucking important, um, but for their own reasons. Uh, but your ladder for your ability to make more is way bigger. It's the same thing if you have, if you're a lawyer and you just go work for a law firm you might make $100,000, $150,000 a year. But if you open up your own practice, you're, you're going to be, you can make millions of dollars a year because you hold more economic value to the industry and you're able to get more out of it. So, you know, this, this argument that I hear, and I, and I haven't heard it very often in, in terms of this, I have seen some tweets and I read some articles about like, oh my God, how are these streamers making this much? Um, it's just like, you know, they bring more economic value to the industry. So they're worth more. I'm not going to complain. Like, dude, I, I stream a lot more than some of these other streamers that are making 20 times more than I am. doesn't mean that I think I'm more important or that I work harder. It's they just bring more value. They've, they under, they have a niche. They have a, a lane. Maybe they're in a, a game that just has a bigger spread. You know, maybe they've networked better. Maybe they've, they're just doing things differently. And so they hold more of an economic value. doesn't mean one streamer is more important than the other in terms of the, the value you give to society, at like, like morally or, or, you know, uh, whatever it's, it's, no, it's where like, yeah, no, I, generate. Yes. It's, but uh, so I think the, I think the distinction is, and, and I'm not, and this is everything I'm about to say is not a counterpoint to what you just said because because what you said is is true. Um, it's a uh, there's an immediacy of value in the entertainment industry that doesn't exist in other sectors. So, entertainment value uh, can be huge, and it can happen, uh, and it can be generated in like a day. You can, you can have somebody and you can measure it. It's easy to measure. It is easy to measure when you've got an attractive chick 
on Instagram or TikTok uh, pushing some random fucking pre-workout supplement in the background of her wearing the same pair of yoga pants that a thousand other chicks are wearing, it's easy to measure that. You know how many people are going through a link. You know how many people are buying the product. You can immediately apply a value economically to that, and it can be a, a huge generator of economic value, monetary value. So it's really easy to track. Um, and immediate. There's a lot of immediacy. As we all know, everyone likes to pay a lot of money for immediate anything. It's really challenging for some, uh, so for when people start to bring up things like, uh, teachers, for example, or firefighters, like you said, like you said, it's difficult because it's, it's challenging to, one, their, their, their economic impact is not as easily measurable. It's not as immediate uh, and it's not in a place in which there are, uh, so many hands, I guess, trying to get into the cookie jar all at the same time, I guess is the way that I could put it. So like with teachers, for example, uh, regardless of what level of a teacher you're talking about, whether it's like a primary school teacher all the way up through elementary school and junior high and high school and, and beyond is the economic impact of each individual teacher that in any individual student comes across um is correlated with how good of a teacher they they were and what the students absorption of whatever it is that they were providing of that material all the way up through if you have shitty teachers you oftentimes end up with dumber people it's just kind of the way like if otherwise otherwise uh, otherwise we wouldn't look back at our time at school and be able to readily uh, determine which teachers fucked us up and which teachers were actually very beneficial to us as a student, uh, or uh, at the same time, which teachers um, uh, perhaps sh should not have been a teacher at all. But like, like in university, where they're um, where they've been, you know, uh, they have tenure and they they could do literally whatever the fuck they want, and they're never going to get fired. So you show up to class, and you're paying all this money, and all they do is say, "Open up the textbook that I wrote five years ago." Uh, read the chapter, and I'm going to loosely quiz you on it, but I'm not actually going to teach you anything in this class. Go have fun. Uh, versus other teachers that aren't tenured that oftentimes then, uh, or professors that aren't tenured that oftentimes end up being the most beneficial uh, to you from a learning perspective. And then when you come out the other side, whether you're learning within the school system or whether you're, you, were, uh, you went to a vocational school or let's say you were learning a trade or something of that nature, the value of a teacher in any of those steps is not immediate economic value, but it's the value of the person that comes out the other side and yeah, how much money they generate. They're replaceable. That's so the are thing, you and right? I. Yeah, exactly. That's why we don't have a career that is guaranteed, right? That's why our, our span of life is, isn't that of a teacher that can have a career for 30, 40 years. It's why most of us have three, five-year careers, two-year careers, one-year career. One year you're really good and you're on top, the next you're not. So that reflects that. We're, we're replaceable very quickly, right? With a but teacher, how does that? But how does that replaceability but, convert to higher dollar value between the two because, situations? Because if you're really good at your job and you're yeah. in, in terms of when you're a, well, I'm just using a streamer because right. what we're yeah, doing is what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. If you're if you're a Tim the Tatman or you're a Doctor Lupo or whatever, you're not as easy replaceable, right? You are you are an anomaly. Right. You are the 
you are the 0.0001% of an industry of millions and millions and millions of people. And so you're going to have a massive impact and you're going to, you're not as easily replaceable. Just like how if you have an amazing um, university teacher or a film um, teacher that mm. can bring in some of the best um, actors and actresses, they want to learn from you. They pay, they will pay you tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars to enter your course to be taught by you because you bring economic value to them and the skills that they can have to go out there and, and make it in Hollywood. Even having your name that you've been taught by this person holds economic value. So they get paid a lot more than say a junior high or high school teacher. I'm not saying the importance about junior high or high school or, or an elementary school teacher isn't important. It's very important. Um, because you know, teachers mold your children. Well, it comes they, down to what they, people place but, arbitrary value on. But, so there's an but, arbitrary value to the Juilliard school, right? But, versus but what I'm else. saying is a junior high, a high school and a, and an elementary school teacher, mm. they're very replaceable. And there are so many of them that their, their economic value, they, they're not a spe they don't specialize in something that brings in a large amounts of money. Right. You don't you don't you don't become a teacher to make large amounts of money. You just don't listen. If 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 teachers get into the in, into teaching and then they start bitching about how much money they make. I mean, you, this is literally what you signed up for and nothing has changed. So unless you are that special teacher that can bring economic value to a university or a trade or whatever, um, that people demand you or you become a great tutor that, you know, people that you are really making an impact outside of your normal job. That's when you can start caking up is because people, okay, well, you, they, you're so good with kids uh, that, you know, my son or daughter can, you know, pass this grade or whatever. That's how you have bring more economic value to yourself as a teacher. What I'm saying is, is uh, there are so many teachers and there's not enough jobs. With with streaming, it's an open market. With acting, it's an open market. With a musician, it's an open market. It's whatever you want to. It's it's the, the the there is no ceiling. There's no cap. But as as a as a regular teacher, um, there is a cap, and you are capped, and you know what you're getting yourself into. So that's why you cannot compare apples to oranges. They're two different industries, and they're two different. Um, beasts altogether. One has one has a ceiling, and one doesn't. Um, and you can argue that you know a teacher ceiling, you can you can really elevate the ceiling to a degree. Um, like if you want to work in the summers when nobody else is working, you want to tutor after school or whatever, um, or you want to be that university teacher that wrote all the textbooks and are selling uh five hundred thousand dollars worth of textbooks a year for the school, um, and that gets tenure and it's like, hey, look at me. Uh, then so be it. I mean, th th that's why those university teachers make large amounts of money, way more than an elementary school teacher, because they just hold more value economically. Once again, this isn't me saying who's more important of a person and your value as a human being. This is an economic value only. It's just facts. That's just it. Yeah. But one thing, but one thing that I've, one thing that I've, an argument that I've, I've heard uh, from, from, 
uh, from some articles here about, about all this money uh, that these streamers are making is the majority of those people aren't even making minimum wage. So like, if you look at, yes. you know, what, what the streamers and how many hours they're putting in, et cetera, et cetera, that they're not even making minimum wage. And that once again, strengthens my argument that it's what you put in. It's the skill. It, it's, it's the cap. It's the, it's, there's so many streamers that it is tough to really make it uh, in the industry. And the ones that do are rewarded handsomely financially because, uh, you know, they have the eyeballs. Same with that attractive Instagram model. You know, it's, it's, you get, you get paid what you're worth. Um, and, and that's just, that's just it in, in that specific industry. Yeah. I think a lot of it too is like where the money is coming from. So in our, in our business, the money is coming from the, largely the tech and entertainment sector, which is, uh, worth bajillions of fucking dollars to the point where they can come out and, and companies can justifiably pay somebody to play four hours of their video game for 75,000 us dollars. Uh, and, uh, uh, whereas in in the other uh, jobs that we've discussed, by and large, like just to stay within the same lanes, teachers and firefighters are often government positions, or they're paid. At least in Canada, for example, they're they're, and I think even in the U.S., they're paid out of the government's coffers. And so, um, like the you, you'd have to almost take it into in, into consideration what uh like a private school for example where each student is student is paying you know 25,000 a year 25 30,000 a year for a, an individual student yeah and then whatever the teachers are making at a private school versus a public school even though they're serving essentially the same functions you get just but they bring they bring they bring in they bring in revenue but like you know talking to or knowing friends that have gone to private school you had just an equal chance that your teachers suck balls as they were really good it's just that they convince somebody to get a job at a private at a private school yeah, uh, versus argument, doing a public school but no no i understand argument. you're using I'm, you're you're using I'm, two different I'm, arguments to blend I'm not trying make... I'm not trying to I'm not actually trying to make an argument of any of this what okay. I'm saying what I'm I'm not I'm not even trying to have an argument about it. What I'm saying is that, um, is that it depends on where the money is coming from. So in a private institution where you have people that have money that have placed value on a private education are willing to pay the dollars. The government in a public sense is not willing to, uh, willing to, or want to spend $30,000 per student in what they consider to be education value and spread that across Whatever that is, whether it's teacher wages or otherwise, that's that money doesn't. If you look the, at the amount of the dollars per isn't student, the same either. The atmosphere well, isn't the same, right? So it's not just about what's public and what's private, right? You're 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 paying. You're not you're not just paying for better teachers. Typically, for a private school, you're paying for the segregation of not being part of the public school system, which has typically more issues, more you know, in terms of. Um, you know, well, you, uh, by and large, uh, you're paying for what is considered to be a higher quality teacher with a better teacher to student ratio is 99% of that. And then the name on the other side, when you're pushing your son or daughter through private school into a higher end university, when they come out the other side, their acumen is look at all of the schooling that I've had versus somebody else's schooling. You're paying for a name. 
you're paying for a better teacher-student ratio, and you're paying for what is supposed to be a higher quality uh, teacher in general, because they're supposed to be, or they're well, you're able they to, are to assumed to be time. vetted. You're able to get a, dedicate more time to to a student. Yes, but because of the ratio. Yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of people that put their kids in private school. It's not. Yeah. It's not necessarily as much as you. It. It. it a lot of it isn't for better it's education. It's prestige. It's prestige. It's, yes. It's get away from the lower class. Um, and we don't want to associate. We don't want to have certain yes. class of of people mingling and impress yes. and putting impressions on. The, the reason child. the reasons That's, for why there there is not what I'm trying to even have a conversation about. What I'm saying is that but there's value in that to the person that, that's yes, paying, right? Yes, That's, that is what that yes yeah. yes you have yes. officially managed to get my point. Is that the person putting value in these two positions? If you had to look at it as a whole a whole body, the government is the singular person that is deciding the value that they place on the public school system and how much money to spend, and therefore how much money teachers make. That's it. That's one side. That's the public side. The private side, which in every sector has more money than the government side because the government side, short of military spend expenditure, that's the show. And even private military is oftentimes It's the same thing with money. public and private health care. It's the same yes, thing. Yes, exact, exactly. Yep. So people that are putting the value, it's their choice of, 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 of putting it. And that actually illustrates the point even more that it's not even necessarily about the true value that a private school would bring. But like you said, it's just the prestige of it. It's the thought. That, that is it's the, the thought of it. Yes, the value, the value. It's the value that the individual is placing on it, right? So it doesn't actually have to mean that the teacher or the or the institution or anything is actually producing anything more it's just that the perceived well, value it is though but that's it's the thing, perceived right? va- it's perceived but, but, but perceived value private healthcare and private yes. schooling it isn't yes. perceived better it's no, statistically but for better. the point that you were making yes. is that if from the from the aspect fuck follow me on this please I am it's not even that con- no oh listen Adam. listen Jesus I'm trying Christ. to do, I'm trying to pull out the point that you literally yourself made. It isn't, I told you it isn't the only reason. I know it's not the only reason, but you said by and large for people, it is the prestige. It's getting it out of the plebeians. It's away from the common class. They're not as interested as all of the other value that I've mentioned at first. And so what I'm trying to say is that just like in that sector, the perceived value as a portion of the value that people are paying, just like when somebody walks into a stream and pays the money, that is why entertainers make so much money. It's an individual perceived value versus the actual value that can be measured. Yeah, but you literally also told me on an, uh, just a minute ago that just because you're private doesn't mean you're getting better teachers, which statistically speaking, it is better education, and that's part of what you're paying for. I was just adding that it isn't the only thing that people are paying for it. So, yeah, you get better teachers. You get to be away from the plebeians. You, it's, it's statistically better in every aspect. That's what you're paying for. That's the value. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, at the end of the day, when people are discussing this whole, this whole situation about why are people making millions of dollars, it's because it's in a private sector run by people that are paying, that have lots of money. And the stuff that they do, the, op- the, the, the realms that they operate in, are tons of money. Merchandise, 
uh, content of any type, all that shit is worth lots of money because you have pretty much everyone in society taking part in this exact thing and a lot of it. How much people are watching any type of content and how many eye or what an eyeball is worth or eyeballs are worth to these companies is a shitload of money. If it was something that was uh, in an industry where there isn't so much money on the line, then yeah, then a, then a, uh, your Tim the Tatmans and your and your Dr. Disrespects and your XQCs wouldn't be making $4 million a month because the people paying wouldn't be seeing, wouldn't, wouldn't perceive the value of that being the case. Like if you were to like, uh, it's like when we've talked about this before too, is that in the part of the perceived value of all of this, uh, of this industry where, and even for us, we've been in positions of this being the case. And maybe you'll disagree with me on this. I don't know. But the, when in the concept of like somebody, a company coming to you and it's usually a middleman, um, working a marketing, uh, working, working on an agency, or it's a person within the marketing department of a bigger company because they don't have to outsource it. And they come to you and they say, all right, look, this is our budget. And on their end, especially in marketing departments, it's, it's, they are given a budget and they're expected to spend all of it, whether it actually generates the value back in return is secondary to spending the budget in its entirety. And so they could come to, to you and say, look, we want you to play this game. We want you to play new world for a day or two, and we're going to pay you a hundred thousand us dollars for it. There is no fucking universe in which they are going to incur or get back a hundred thousand dollars of value 99% of the time for any streamer playing it for a single day. That just doesn't exist. Most of the deals that you and I have done, and when you negotiate for it because you know they have a budget that they have to spend, that's part of the weapons that you take to the table. You know they've got to burn through this money. So you go in and you say, we'll do it for this much. And you know damn well as a content creator, they're never going to make that money back, but it doesn't matter because they have to spend the money. So that's, that's this, this industry specifically, the entertainment industry, has so much money swimming in marketing money that that's where all of this fucking money comes from. Because Twitch as a company itself, when people look at these numbers, like we said, that's the smallest piece of the pie. If you knew all the shit they make from sponsorships... From the big dogs. And, from the, the top Like dogs, the actual yeah. people that have yeah. money. Because Twitch is dogs, broke. Yeah. Twitch is literally broke. If I doubt that they're even making money right now. I bet you they're in the fucking red. Because running a, a platform like this, of video content, is insanely expensive. And you've got millions and millions of people... Like, there are people streaming to people with one viewer. And it's for, like, 13 hours. And it's just one person watching. And it's generating zero dollars, but it's sucking money out of the system. They're making, like, nothing. So all of this money that people see from Twitch is the smallest part for that reason. There's none there. But in the entertainment side, like, the people that are, like, actually, like, the the fucking big... The money's huge! That's why they get paid. Twitch, Twitch... Twitch is making money, but they're just in they're they're in some serious debt. They're and, in they're in debt. And, I don't think I don't and, know if they're running positive yet. Well, they might not. They might they might not be, but they're going to. I mean, it's a it's just all about ga- gathering. You know, it's it's kind of like what Facebook or YouTube is doing is they're gathering the 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 talent, and you know, then they're going to monetize as they can as they build, and that's what that's what Amazon is doing. I mean, you look at Amazon Prime and. 
how they're intertwining all this. There's that leak shit about them coming out with the Steam competitor. You know, there's ways that they're going to end up, you know, coming out on top. The company isn't going to go bankrupt. Um, You know, they are are definitely going to be profitable, if not already. But you're right. I do agree with the sentiment. They are not swimming in money. In fact, uh, these streamers, these top dogs, are making more money than what Twitch is uh, guaranteed. Um, in terms of like ratio and what they're putting in versus what they're getting out. I mean, it's just, it's not even close. Um, but Twitch will ultimately, you know, be laughing in the end, hundred percent. Yeah. But that, yeah. So the, just to bring it home, like the concept of, of that. So, uh, in the public sector where it's government expenditure, you're not talking about media conglomerates that are swimming in, in hundreds of billions of dollars. And there's a very defined budget and that's the show. And so if you've got to spread that budget across a whole bunch of shit, then that's all the money that you're going to get. And so it, it's a, uh, it's really, the discussion is really about where individuals like you and I as consumers or consumers place a lot of their value and a lot of their money. And we all know that we live in a, in a consumer world, right? Uh, you know, we're not, we, we, we spend huge amounts of our money for the small amount of free time that we tend to have in the run of a day. That's where a lot of our expenses go towards is buying shit, whether it's the headphones on our head, the TVs on our walls, the shoes on our feet, the phone we rebuy every 365 days, uh, whatever it is, that's where people have placed their value. That's where they think things are worth, uh, money. And so when, yeah, the discussion of why is, why is Tim making this much money? The answer is there are hundreds of thousands of people that are willing to spend time with him that makes him worth that much money. It's not a question of, like you were saying, it's not a question of the brain surgeon or the teacher not being societally more important. It's just no. that it's just that sadly or not, society doesn't put as much value on a surgeon, a teacher, a nurse, a firefighter, as they do on the content that people create on a daily basis. If you ask people to give, you know, let's say what their budgetary expense for Netflix and and a couple other things, Disney Plus and shit was, to their local fire station, they tell you to go fuck themselves. Like, they, because they don't, they don't see that that's worth that money. But if you say, all right, well, uh, you know, this new streaming service is coming up and it's got an exclusive, exclusive show that's going to hit your nostalgia bone. And yeah, they might not have very many other shows, but you want to at least see that that's worth $20 a month for the next six months. They'll be, yeah, okay. But if you, <laughs> but from a value point of, uh, of view for most people, giving that same amount of money to... Uh, to, uh, to something like a fire department, local fire department is never going to fucking happen. It's, it's just because of where people put, uh, their value. So don't get mad. Don't get mad at the streamers for making the money. Oh, I mean, I, I, I pay firefighters and teachers shit tons of money. <laughs> they take, I, I'm taxed up the fucking walls. So, uh, I'm, I am, I am doing that. And all these streamers that are making all this money, they are bringing value back to all of those sectors. So, um, you know. I'm not talking from a tax point of view. We all we all know what your feelings are on tax well, and that I you'd mean, like to live gonna, in Switzerland I, I for the mean, rest I'm gonna of your be life. On, I'm going to be honest. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> about to walk down to my old fucking high school and start handing out my teachers $1,000 checks uh, because I appreciate what they're doing. It's just like, it's, 
Is That's it? what I mean. Is that like is that like the the value is you see that whatever whatever you're getting like despite how how little that they may or may not be you know getting paid especially in the, more in the U.S. than here our teachers get paid pretty decently here, but the value is placed in in other places and especially when you're paying tax and you see you see a huge part of your tax your money go away in taxes and it goes to a bajillion different places yeah, and I'm unfortunately not and and not and not not enough of it because you don't get to choose where the tax money goes that the government chooses where the tax money goes you just know that you're losing 30 to 40 percent of it uh, at the end of every year um 30 40 (laughs) 50 uh well in your tax bracket the vast majority of people aren't sitting in your tax bracket most people are sitting 30 to 40 percent in canada not and then they want to bitch that we're making a bunch of money but they don't you know it's it's half it's gone like straight up so well you know, so it, it, you know, it, 40% I, of a hundred grand or 50% of 500 grand. It's like <laughs> a lot of money. It is a lot of money either way, but pr- proportionately it's the same. It, it means the same. And after a certain point of the money that you're making, not to make this a totally different conversation, it, it makes, it makes, it's a totally different argument where you're, you're talking about like how much extra money is left over between two people in two different tax brackets. It's not that they shouldn't. It's not that, that it's not that uh, an argument about them shouldn't not having to make more money if they want to have more expendable income, but the discussion around forty percent of a hundred grand versus fifty percent of five hundred grand is uh, proportionately almost a non-starter because the the money yeah, that's left like, over on five hundred like grand about, is about like twenty thirty million dollars over twenty years at eight percent. You know, something, yeah. you know something only you know, but yeah, it's generational money. Life literally family tree money like generationally well if but, you're already making that money you're already made generational and family tree money anyway not necessarily not necessarily really yeah really once you've hit like a, a bracket where you can just like basically at at will uh buy property and just have it and sit on it that's not already you've already hit generational income not Off necessarily. One. Not necessarily. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So, what is generational wealth on that eight? The eight percent difference in 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 tax at the upper end. What is the generational wealth gap like? Where does you where do you suddenly have generational ga- wealth? It's these it's individual. It's everything is individual. Oh, okay. You can't paint everything with a brush. Okay. Like everybody's everybody it's everybody's different everybody's lifestyle is different everybody's situation's different it's, yeah it's individually i i can't I, I i can't count somebody else's money but i know what i can do with an extra hundred thousand dollars a year or thirty thousand dollars a year uh, i know what i can do with it but i, I mean I, I don't know what everybody else is doing fair enough well Let's get away from that topic for now, shall we? Let's continue some video game-related news. Uh, EA is exploring the idea of renaming FIFA. I gave them some incredible names myself. Casino Royale. Definitely not soccer. Ultimate Teams with a Z. $60 roster update 2022. The Lion, the Witch, and the Microtransactions. Pessy versus Pinaldo World Tour, Red Card District, Pitch Please, and Go! Any ideas? No idea. (laughs) 
I don't know. I don't know why they would change FIFA. Maybe they just don't want to pay the licensing fee for FIFA anymore. I suspect they do have to pay some sort of licensing fee for that name. But all the same. There you go. We'll find out if it ever happens. The last Smash Bros. Ultimate character goes to Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Bringing about equal parts confusion and happiness and posing the question for the series, what the fuck happens now? Where does Smash Bros. go from here? And just to give you an idea of, like, how difficult it would be to go from here, 89 fighters, 116 stages, 450 games, uh, and 222 characters represented in this one game. 11.7 billion offline and 7.8 billion online battles have been played, with 2.2 billion hours in total played. Where the shit does Smash Brothers go from here? That's just one game. Sakurai needs to retire, for sure. I'm not sure if he's slept since this game came out, or if they've just been juicing him up on caffeine supplements uh, for the last few years. But does Smash Brothers even get another game after this? Or is or do they just like kind of every few years they they just re-release? You know, it's like it's like Mario Kart Eight, and then Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Like, do we just get like a, a a Smash Brothers Ultimate Deluxe? I I dude, I'm so checked out of Smash Bros that like, I don't know, man. I'm listen. I'm happy for Smash Bros fans. I'm happy for Smash Bros fans because they can't bitch and complain and say that. Uh, they ain't getting no love because they've got all kinds of content, probably too much content. Probably like one of those things where it's just like shit's broken. And uh, you balance all this stuff, but sure. Uh, if there was never a smash bros thing ever created again, I wouldn't would even it matter. <laughs> yeah. To me, it wouldn't matter, but I'm sure this thing prints money. It has to, if they're upgrading it the way they do or updating it. So mm. I'm sure. We'll see another one. Probably not for a while. Um. Yeah, I don't even know where the fuck they go from here. I I like the 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 problem is is that they put so much into this one that if they come out with a new game, regardless, obviously Sakurai is not going to be the guy in charge of whatever new Smash Brothers were to come out, and if he was, then God, bl you know, bless him. But. What do you press the restart button on 89 fighters and fucking 116 stages and all this other shit? You'd be insane. Uh, like, like, and that's really all you could do from here. I feel is is literally a reset of the whole franchise in a new fight. Like, maybe there's a new engine for the fighting mechanics entirely. Like, they got like a whole different fucking set and like, and they're like, okay, now we have to make a new one. But until then, I mean, I think this is just it. I mean, it's in the title. It's Smash Bros. Ultimate. I think we're sitting on this bad boy for a decade. I don't think it's going anywhere. I hope so. They're going to re-release that shit at least one or two times in that time span. Uh, and just let everyone that ever laid a finger on this fucking game sleep. For God's sake, let them sleep. Every one of these fighters, I mean, if you think about it, 89 fighters, animations for all of them, individual unique fighting styles for every one of those motherfuckers. 
an entire track list. Each one of them had their own, like, several different songs that were orchestrated and stuff for that character. A unique stage, basically, for every one of those characters. At least one, with, in many cases, multiple versions of that individual stage that, like, would change or whatnot yeah. as, you, as you do in Smash Brothers. Like, the sheer amount of work is mind-boggling to the point where I, I don't know what the number of sales are for this game. Like, how many ultimate copies have been sold. But the the amount of money and time that has been invested into this game, they have to be selling like, I mean the the attach rate has to be insane. I can't like nobody. This is this is making No Man's Sky look weak, and No Man's Sky has been fucking cranking shit out for like it's it's their life dependent on it. This has to be a huge number uh, of of fucking sales. But anyway, there you go. The last one goes to Sora from fucking Kingdom Hearts, which by the way I felt particularly stupid. They say that it was the most requested character. That might not surprise me all that much. Kingdom Hearts, despite being kind of a shit series, is very, 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 very popular. Um, and Sora... It's just another fucking sword character, I guess. But I was weirded out that they didn't go with an actual Nintendo character. Like, they didn't, they didn't cap the whole thing off with, like, a Nintendo-specific character... Uh, instead they pulled a Sony character out of Square Enix and put it in the Well, they gave uh, the fans the what they wanted, right? So yeah, I guess that's it, was, it. If it's the most if it's the mo one, If it really sure. was, then then that makes sense as to why they as to why they did it. I just, like, I, I part of me just was sad for Nintendo characters that hadn't made it in yet. Uh, They're all they in there anyway, man. Oh, there's 89 of them. There's several. Okay. <laughs> all the important ones are in there. Except for Waluigi! Waluigi is still not in this bitch! I would have taken Waluigi. I was still campaigning for Birdo to get in there as an actual character, but Sora it is, the 15th fucking uh, uh, sword-specific character. Sora won the Smash Ballot that they first did. Okay, I don't remember when that was. I thought that was on, like, the 3DS or some shit. I don't know if it was, like, they opened that campaign everywhere, but either way, there you go. So Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is done. Everyone is sleeping now. Don't ask him for more characters. Don't ask them to produce anything for the game. Just let it die. Just fucking let that shit... Let it die. Please. God. Next up... Oh, God, that's a bad segue. But a much-respected Dragon Quest composer, uh, Koichi Sugiyama, has passed away this week. The age of 90. Damn. He got up there. Lived a full life. He lived a very full life. Pictures of him uh, still doing, you know, his, his doing his orca, his orchestral stuff live uh, when he was when he was deep into his into his age. Uh, and uh, although I guess that's a perk of doing that kind of uh, that kind of line of work is that you can do that shit when you're fucking eighty four years old. Instead, <laughs> it's not uh, you know you can take your time and kind of do your thing, and, and it's not the end of the world. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean that's one of, that's one of the heavy hitters, you know, the JRPG. Uh, uh, composers are kind of like the pantheon in video game composing. Obviously, there are others, but for whatever reason, the JRPG crowd seems to know their composers more than others. I don't know if that's because they get plastered on shit more frequently. Um, but, uh, man, because if you try and think of the names of some of the others, uh, you might be able to come up with a couple, like, um... You know, maybe the one for like Halo or or the Mass Effect series or some shit, or, or like you know, it's your Jack Walls and and whatnot. But, um, but in general, yeah, it seems to be it's like which maybe I'm projecting because just like for me, all I can think of is like uh, 
is all the JRPG fucking <laughs> fucking guys that did the music growing up. And really, honestly, if I'm being truthful, it's really only one, and that's and and that's uh, fucking uh, the Final Fantasies uh, uh, composer uh, Umatsu. That's that's like. <laughs> That's like the one name drop that you make. It's like, which composer is the composer for video games? And I would just say Umatsu like every single fucking time because let's be real. Who else are you going to pick? Maybe this guy as well. I mean, Dragon Quest had some pretty dope music, not going to lie. For those achievement hunters still among you, achievements are being added to the Epic Game Launcher next week. That was one of those things that people were, when the launcher first came out, they were like, how dare you not have achievements? We've had achievements since 2004 on, like, every fucking platform. How could you not have achievements? It's a bum launcher! Right out of the gate! Well, guess what? They finally have them. So for the five of you still achievement hunting uh, out there, like, it's the Xbox 360 days and everyone's comparing gamer score, uh, they've got them coming. Uh, Some of the selection of the games that you're going to have available to you are... Where do I have that? Rocket League, Hades, and Pillars of Eternity. That's just a small selection. I think they have a little more than that. Uh, that's just what uh, Nibel had on his on his uh, list. Uh, and so I suspect, obviously, going forward, you know, other games, other developers will have the option to place uh, to place their uh, their achievements in there, much like they would have on Steam and whatnot. I mean, honestly. <laughs> on. Honestly, uh, like personally, I remember like the 360 achievements, everyone wanted the the fucking gamer score, right? You were chasing down a fucking gamer score. You'd rent games specifically if they had an easy number of achievements to collect just to boost your gamer score another few hundred points. Um, and then after the 360 era went away, it's like achievements still existed. But it's like people just stop fucking caring about them, like, or most people stop caring about them altogether. And Steam always had them. I didn't even know Steam had achievements until, like, fucking three years into streaming. Like, I, I noticed, like, pop up in the bottom of my screen. I was like, what the fuck is that shit? It's like, oh, Steam has achievements? All right, cool. And there's, like, a whole back end where you're unlocking stickers and shit on Steam. And I don't know what any of that shit is about, but there's, like, this whole ecosystem. And I didn't know that, that many people were actually still interested in getting achievements in games. Uh, I do know, like Mr. Groom was saying, that, you know, obviously for PlayStation stuff, people do like to uh, to uh, brag about the trophies, that, you know, their platinum trophies, where you get every achievement uh, in, in any individual game. But, uh, yeah, just not talked about as much. But for those who are into it, there you go. You got more. Go play Rocket League until your eyes bleed and get some more achievements, I guess. Uh... Oh, Randy Pitchford. I'm, I skipped this one. The head of Gearbox and man most voted by employees to please stop saying shit on Twitter. You're killing us. Is stepping down from Gearbox software while, uh, while remaining CEO and taking up a position in their TV and movie business side. Because as we know, they're doing a uh, series or a movie on uh, uh, on uh, What's the game name? I I had a nap before the stream, and my brain is fucking fried. What, uh, uh, no, Borderlands. Oh, Borderlands? <laughs> so, Borderlands. So, anyway, he wants to head up that, which means I guess maybe he wants to talk to Kevin Hart some more and annoy him. So, he's left his job at the video game side 
uh, to go and, and pursue that still remaining CEO. But uh, regardless, lots of people were, were kind of excited about the fact that he may not have as much involvement in the gaming side because, yeah, Randy's an interesting guy. Well, uh, well <laughs> that's all you could say about Randy. He's an interesting guy. He's kind of like... Um, He's kind of like uh, Peter Molyneux. Remember Peter Molyneux back in the day, the Fable guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Where Peter would get out on stage with his with his you know smooth British accent, and he and he'd convince you that Fable was literally the second coming of Christ. All the stuff that was coming for Fable. Every time your character gets hit, you know there's a scar, and the scar stays there, and you age, and the gray, <laughs> and everyone was like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be the greatest game ever. And then Fable came out, and it was like, yeah, it's an okay game, but Peter. This is missing like 95% of the shit that you said it's going to have. And then he came out for Fable 2 and said the same shit. All right, guys, look, last time we couldn't quite get the scar thing, but this time it's totally in there and it's going to be amazing. Anyway, he's, he's kind of like that, but instead of over-promising everything, he's just completely insane on Twitter. He's just one of those guys that needed to like have his Twitter privileges revoked a long time ago and just remain the head of the company instead. But he's out there. Bless him. Uh, but just now he's out there uh, annoying Kevin Hart instead, which is, you know, uh, maybe Kevin needs to be annoyed a little bit for uh, for what he's getting paid these days. Just get him a little annoyed. Um, Stranger of Paradise. Ah, here we go. You can watch this on your own, Jeff. I just clicked it there so that you can see the short clip if you want while we're talking about it here. Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin uh, officially is coming March 18th, and it had a playable demo just launched here a few days ago. I think it was the 1st or 2nd of October. Uh, and uh, now people are unsure what the fuck the game even is. Um, if they weren't already confused about the chaos uh, meme that came first, um, <laughs> uh, there's an entire area completely ripped straight into Final Fantasy 13, including their music. Uh, and in one scene, the main character, uh, uh it's just like, <laughs> just some other characters talking to him, telling him the story of some origin thing. And he says, bullshit and turns around and whips his phone out. He like takes out his iPhone and he starts I'm playing like that, yeah. limp biscuit on his phone. He just walks off a frame. He just walks into the camera. Yeah. What in the absolute fuck <laughs> is this? It's so bad. Like, what does that even do? Like, even if it's in there for a meme, it's uh, when I looked at it, I mean, obviously there's Devil May Cry involvement for this game anyway, but I didn't know they were just going to literally make Devil May Cry with, like, the really campy fucking fourth wall breaking bullshit. Uh, but there you go. So, like, if you, if you wanted, if you wanted some of that, uh, some of that Devil May Cry all up in your, your Final Fantasy, boy, let me tell you, they've crammed it in there. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was an edited video at first. I was like, there's no, there's literally no way that this motherfucker, like I could see him pulling out the phone. I was like, okay, I follow you on that. But then when you start playing like fucking Limp Biscuit, yeah, on the phone, uh, that, that was where I was like, that's, uh, <laughs> I don't know what they're going for there. That shit was confusing <laughs> as fuck. I mean, low key, <laughs> if this is what they're doing, this might, this might actually work. This it's like, might it, actually work. Is this, is this like it's game. so it's so meme that it's that people buy because it it's it's such a meme? We need more of those games, honestly. Like we need a, we need a game that's like super self aware. Like we need like the Deadpool of games. 
You know, like a game that that literally. Well, that's Devil May Cry and and no. and probably Yakuza no. are like the two. We need something more. We need we need to, we need to go like literally into Deadpool stuff, like not actual Deadpool, but a a character that is just so self aware that he's a character in a video game. You know, and and he's talking to you, the gamer, cussing you out when you're doing shitty. You know, uh, <laughs> just the most random things like. Where the fuck did this come from? Like, you know, you know, the developers here are cutting corners. Like, whatever, you know, like I, this must have been in crunch. Did you know that we created this scene like eighteen hours a day, and there was a Reddit post about us, and you know, just some crazy, over the top, super self aware game that was actually a good game. Man, that I mean, I don't me know that. where you, I don't know where you go from hauling out an iPhone and listening to Limp Biscuit while you walk off of camera. Um, that's like, why? Even within the context of the scene. Just saying, like, bullshit and turning around and all of the things that they, he could have done, like, including simply walking the fuck away. Phone out and Limp biscuit. Yeah. Well. Fuck it. What? I'm interested. Go for it. I, you know, I, I, you know, at this point, with that first trailer and the chaos memes and the fact that he's dressed like he's an Abercrombie and Finch model uh, and now he's listening to Limp biscuit walking off camera, maybe this is the game. Maybe this is game of the year. This is it. Like we've 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 made it. Nomura's actually done so many drugs that he's come full circle and he's created like the new he's he's like the next Tommy Wiseau. Perfect. I'm the in. room. Hi, I'm doggy. In. Mr. Black, we have an answer, I think, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you looked at it. Uh for Battlefield twenty forty two. Have you watched any of the any of the I streams have. for this? I have. Um, hey, so I, before you get into it, mm. I just want to say, guys, I told you so. <laughs> I it. was pulling. I wanted it to be. I, well, I wanted it to be good. I, I think I, I always knew it was going to be doo doo, but I, I wanted told, it so bad to be good. That's all I have to say. So and I it's just so. not there. And I'm still sticking to it. This game's going to last one month tops. Well, well, now die. it's now it's a guarantee. I it's think now die. now you can cash that check. Free there, that check ain't gonna bounce now. That check is locked in. Yeah. Because oh. up until now, like there was some weird far flung dark horse, all your money on green. <laughs> some some sort of wild bet that against all odds they were going to pull this back from the brink and have this window of time to to bring Battlefield into the into the into the light once again. And I mean, notwithstanding the fact that the game itself, like the gameplay and whatnot, just looks so... It's not good. So bland. Yes. But it's so broken is what scares me. So this game was supposed to come out in like a couple weeks, and now it's got pushed into November. Oh, yeah. It needs more time than oh, November. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. a lot more time. Oh, yeah. Than uh, November. I actually think there this game isn't going to come out until next year. I, I, I agree. I think I, this gets pushed. I think it's going to get pushed. I think what they're going to do to try and save face is like, yeah, we hear you. We understand. Um, <laughs> we, we hear you. The classic line. Yeah. We heard you. We heard you. And you know what? <laughs> we can do better. And that's what we're going to do. So, you know, we'll see you. We'll see you in, you know, February of, or 2024. March of 2022. <laughs> 2024. <laughs> we're actually going to release it in 2042. 
We're just pushing it out. It's going to be the title, the work. I think we'll have enough time at that point. Um, yeah, no, dude. I was watching Shady play it. Oh, it's bad. Dude, <laughs> dude and, she and, went. She pressed the button to get on the elevator. The elevator comes down. The door opens about three quarter, then it closes again before you can even get on. And you just walk directly. You clip. You just walk directly through the door. And then if you're on with other people, they just have this big red button that you press to go up. You press it. Some characters will just clip directly through the floor of the fucking elevator. And sometimes it'll pretend like it's going up, but it doesn't actually go all the way up. And then you're just back on the floor again. And then other times you get up, but the doors will do the thing again. We have to clip through the door to walk out of it again. And once I saw that, I was like, this game. No, it's over. I know this is a beta, but bitch, this is a beta a month before it came out and two weeks before its original launch. This ain't it. This ain't it. No. This ain't it. And how much does it cost, Adam? Full price. Yeah. Yeah. No. Then No. Like I said on my tweet after I watched Shady play it, I said, like, because it was the same analogy we used on the podcast. It needs to be not a home run. Grand slam. A grand slam. Yep. And what they've got right now is they just slid into first. Oh, and they (laughs) almost got out. And they, oh, yeah, they had, they slid and they had to go back into the replay. Yeah. They had to make sure. And they had to make sure they made it. Their knees are scratched the fuck. They barely (laughs) made it. They had to go-go gadget arm an extra inch to get there before the ball hit first. This ain't it. This ain't it even a little bit. They might have bunted. Yep. There's a chance that they bunted that shit just to try to get to first. It ain't good. Uh, It ain't good, and it's full price. And I said this before. They have a horrible track record on their last couple of games. They're asking full price. There ain't no campaign. It's over. It's done. Where's the value? And now they got bad press. People are seeing this shit. Oh, bro. And they're, you, you think that someone like me or you is going to run out and spend 80 bucks on this fucking hot mess along with... No. Much, dude, there's streamers. There's big streamers that are shitting on this game. Like, yep. straight up playing it. This is well, horseshit. That's because I don't think they're paying anyone to play it. No. And so people are giving their free and honest opinions. Oh, it's bad. And it's bad. It's it's really bad. And they, you're uh, you're putting your shit up against. There's been three. Think about this. Three of the biggest fucking first person shooters, all with de- all with not demos, but all with betas, all coming out in more or less a month or two of one another. You've got you've got Van- Call of Duty Vanguard, Halo Infinite, and Battlefield 2042. The scariest thing is is that the one game that everyone thought would be the worst, Halo is actually doing the best out of all of them so yeah. far in terms of reactions to uh, their betas, their their flight tests. Everyone said this, they're, they're, and it's not, and the people that are talking about it aren't saying that it's just better. It's like they're saying it's a different league altogether. Now, that doesn't mean that Call of Duty won't sell. We already know that by default, Call of Duty is going to outsell everything. Everybody. It doesn't matter. But like in terms of the quality of the game, Halos is just Halos massacring Vanguard in 2042. And, you know, I, I wanted to believe for two reasons. One, I need something other than Call of Duty to be on the fucking market. P- fuck, please. And not be bad. And Battlefield's really the only other property that has the name weight or had the name weight to be able to go and do that thing. Or Halo. And so, or, or, or Halo, but Halo, I think, going into this. Had was as limp. They were limping in about as I mean, 
The they had to, they they delayed this shit a full year. I mean, they they fucking they 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 yeah, that was a, a, an underdog situation. And so I just wanted I needed it. I needed something other than Call of Duty. And I also thought to myself for the reasons that you mentioned, it's like bad track record for the last two games. Uh and they're pay they're charging full price with no campaign. All of those things point you to one thing. You have to hit a home run. You have to have whoa, a lot whoa, of confidence. Whoa, whoa. Oh, sorry, run. Grand Grand Slam. There you go. Grand there Sl- you go. In fact, the pitcher himself has to come out and, and hit the Grand Slam. Yeah, the pitcher's got to do it. It's 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 not juiced up fucking '90s baseball, you know, home run specialist coming out. This isn't not Barry Bonds coming this out is not here Barry and saying, Bonds. "Hey, that's where this ain't Mark. This ain't Mark McGuire." Yeah. Getting up to the plate. This is your pitcher showing up and hitting a fucking grand slam. And so I had to believe with all those factors. I was like, they had, they have to. There's so much confidence. It has to end up being good. And I watched like ten minutes of it, and I knew immediately that it was dead in the water, dead on arrival. There is no fucking way. The only way that it somehow doesn't cave is that the map that they chose, the bugs notwithstanding. So ignoring the bugs, which are bad and. A lot, and apparently worse on consoles than PC. Ignoring that stuff, just from a gameplay perspective, unless the other map, which is the one that we see in trailers, and not the map that they put into this beta, which was another weird fucking choice that they made, unless that is so much better and engaging than the map that they put on there, oh, this dude, this game is so fucked. This it's, game is fucked. It's so dead. Yep. Uh, you know, no, no, no amount of the amazing community tools that they're handing out are going to save this shit. Uh, it would be a miracle. It needs to go uh, free to play to even to even have uh, a two that, month like, life. In like immediately. Yeah. Yep. Ain't like not in six months. Like yeah, they ain't gonna happen. They need to switch that shit out the gate and yep. start coming up with battle passes yep. and other shit uh, for launch. Because yeah, not a fucking chance. So unfortunate, but there you go. Against all odds, Halo seems to be the front runner for this season in terms of quality. And we already know again, Call of Duty. It's going to sell 15 million copies of Vanguard without breaking a sweat. Yep. Um, so, uh, but in terms of actual, actual quality of game, Halo, currently, against all odds, front runner. Uh, some people started playing a bit of the, um, uh, they were given a little uh, preview build of the campaign uh, for Halo as well, and very positive responses from the campaign. So uh, the multiplayer and campaign both currently getting uh, a lot of shine on, so... Maybe this is it. Maybe maybe it's Halo's pitcher that's coming up, and Halo's pitcher is about to hit a grand slam. I think we're gonna I think find out. I think what's gonna happen is Call of Duty is gonna sell a shit ton of games. Yep. There's gonna be a bunch of people that are gonna play Halo. Yep. And then they're just gonna wean back over to 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 Call of Duty, and Halo will do reasonably well because it's a competent game, and I think people are realizing that you know what, even old Halo, but better. Is good. That's about it. Yep. It ain't. I. I. The more. The more I've seen of this Halo, and it looks more of like Halo of old, which is good. Um, I think that that that's as far as she goes for Halo, and there's always going to be a Halo community. There's always going to be people that are going to play Halo and champion Halo over all other shooters, but I don't think it's going to be as mainstream. As Call of Duty, um, obviously, but I, I just don't think Halo is even going to do 
as well as what people are hoping it's going to do, but I think it's going to do well enough for it to exist and for people to enjoy it, have some cool events, um, and maybe even get another iteration of Halo in whatever. Um, we'll see. But I think that's about as far as it's going. I don't think Halo's going to get a grant. I think I think right now Halo's pitcher is is at the plate, and we all know that pitcher is not going to hit the, the the grand slam. But the pitcher is looking promising, and all he needs to do is get a base hit to bring someone home to win the game. And we're very, very confident at this point that the game is going to be won for Halo, but it isn't going to be like this. It's not going to be a decisive victory. Yeah, they're going to walk not, one in. Exactly. They're gonna. They're <laughs> gonna get. They're gonna get one home. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna say, "Okay, we live to fight another day. We're still in the tournament. We're still in, we're still in the fight." But let's be real: the other team's got LeBron, so you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, it's uh, man. I'm so in, I'm so intrigued with how Halo's gonna play out because it's free to play. Like that's the real wild card in the Halo situation. Yeah, is that it's free to play the first time ever. Yeah, that's going to be such a, a a wild thing to track and see how many new people will be introduced and stick It'll around be because it's free. It will be a lot. Yeah, like it's, that's going to be. It's just going to be hard for them to stick around because they're going to the same ones that are going to try out Halo are already on the COD dick, and that's the that's the biggest problem. And most people that are on the COD dick, yourself included, don't even want to be on the COD dick. But you're going to no. realize while you're on the Halo dick for a little while that you're still kind of missing a little bit of cod dick. And you're just like, I don't know why I do this to myself, but, you know, the dick isn't even good. It's just dick I'm used to. Stockholm Syndrome, Mr. That's, Black. I, seriously, like that, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what, uh, I was going to say Grant, uh, that's pretty much what Call of Duty is. It's pretty much Stockholm Syndrome, the video and, you know, game. You're going to go back and you're going you're gonna to get on that cod dick again. You're going to be like, you know what? This dick wasn't, isn't, isn't all that bad. And then you're going you're gonna to ride it for a week. And you're going to be like, this dick sucks. <laughs> this dick sucks. Dude, dude I, that's, why, that's why I need a battle. Because I know Halo is different enough of an experience, right? That they're hard, you can't compare Halo to COD because the yeah, style of game is so different. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, Halo was its own thing. That's why I needed 2042 to just not be dog shit. And son of a bitch, they went and fucked it! Oh, it looks bad. <laughs> It's real fucking bad. So they went and fucked the whole thing. It don't look good. Please. It doesn't even the shooting and everything just doesn't even look like it. It's fun to play. Like, oh. it just, doesn't, just doesn't look like a good time. So fuck. Godspeed, Battlefield. Godspeed. <laughs> Mr. Black, it's yeah. time for us to suck somebody else's dick. Mainly the sponsors. Oh, well, um, they ain't paying me enough to do that. So what I'll do instead. We'd be higher. Really, we'd be higher up the list. I'd be yeah, exactly. I'm 401. <laughs> all right, I don't know where you're at, but I'm 401. I ain't grandmasters. All right, I might so, be 4,001. There you go. Well, either way, I'm I'm willing to give some good compliments. All right, we haven't we haven't gotten that far yet. So, listen, NordVPN. Head on over there right now. NordVPN.com/ott. Use the promo code ott. Okay, get yourself 73 percent off and four bonus months for free when you get a two-year subscription. So head on over there, 
get it. Stay safe. Stay anonymous on the internet. Watch different regions of Netflix. Mm. You know, uh, if only Twitch had NordVPN hooked up, maybe none of this would have happened. You but never, it, is, it is what it is. So go go on over there. Support the podcast. Support the sponsor. We also got Elgato. I uh, I got my face cam and I also got my my wave panels. They got here. Oh, nice! I, I got a uh, two sets of wave panels, so I'm going to put them all up here on on the sides, uh, and I'll take some photos and stuff. Uh, I'll be honest; it's not that I like super super need them uh, in this room, just because I, I think I have this dialed in, but. It most certainly isn't going to hurt because there definitely is echo in this room. If you, if you get some on that door, it'd be nice. That'll make a pretty substantial difference at head height. The problem in your room is that it's like, it's like if you asked a child to draw an octagon, that's what your room ends up looking like. That's, that's yeah. Literally, your room is such a weird fucking shape that yeah. like where you would want to put panels... You just can't. You, put there's, them. Like, there's nowhere to put them. Yeah. So basically, like your closet door and your back door, that's like ninety percent of where you can put right it. Right here to my right, and oh, you and got a little space. I got a little space there, so I'm gonna put all that up, and I'll let you guys. Uh, I'll show you guys that. But yeah, head on over to Elgato. Go grab the face cam. All right, see uh, the Logitech C920. Um, it's been trumped finally. Uh, now it's on Logitech to come out with um, their next iteration of the webcam, unless they're just happy being second tier now in terms of quality. Um, they can go ahead and do that, but uh, the face cam at the price point is where you need to be at this point. So head on over to Elgato. You all got to pick one up, and that's it. Patreon.com. We need money, too, all right? Because yes. Adam apparently is 5219 and I'm 401 Coincidentally, right? 5219 is the amount of dollars I made on Twitch last year. There you go. <laughs> so <laughs> Patreon.com slash LegTV. Head on over there. Let's get Adam up to 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 top four thousand. Let's, let's crack the five. No, let's start with five. Let's crack right. the top five thousand. Let's, right, let's crack the crack top five thousand. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and then let's just get me over four hundred because I'm, I'm going to be honest. The the difference between numbers now where I'm at the 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 gap. It's a gap. It, there's gaps. All right. Yeah. This, and they they they're not thousand dollar gaps. All right. These are no. you know as these, Drake you know, said, uh, this ain't a closable gap. No, this this ain't it. So uh, so head on over to <laughs> patreon.com slash leg TV and uh, support the podcast if you guys want to, right? If you guys think we hold the economic value, you know, <laughs> head on over there and throw If you value us screen. more than your teachers and firefighters as you should, patreon.com slash lag TV. I, I have to say, I just realized that your, o, your, uh, your, your OG jacket is back, back up, up there in, instead of your NFT worthy art piece. You know, I'm on uh, <laughs> I'm on the Daily Legends challenge tomorrow. I'm up against Jamie Staples again and we are going for another piece of painting. So, uh, uh there's going to be a bet whoever loses is going to have to pay $500 for the other person to get a painting of their choice. So, uh it's going to be a big one tomorrow. That's Dude, there happens. there has to be a crypto crossover with the gambling community. Mm. You have to turn that shit into an NFT. I swear to God, I'll make a bajillion dollars. You'll make the five. You'll make the five hundred dollars back. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. You'll also burn down one quarter of the Amazon rainforest to generate the Ethereum to to actually have the the sale happen. But you'll make your five hundred dollars back. So I need it. Yeah, Brazil's burning the shit down anyway. The government's already torching it. So you yeah, might as well get not? your Ethereum in. Why not get it in there? Yeah. Who needs trees? Whoever needed a tree. I only need carbon dioxide, really. That's right. 
That's all I carbon, need. Carbon dioxide based. I talk so much, I'm probably generating most of the carbon dioxide this side of the fucking eastern seaboard. It's time to talk about movies and TV, Mr. Black. Give me a jingle real quick. Movies and TV. William Shatner, old Bill Shatner, at 90 years old, has chosen Blue Origin as his method of getting into space so that he can feel like he's come full circle and entered the space in which made him what he is today. Truly Star Trekking, even though technically Blue Origin doesn't quite get into space, but it's close enough for Bill Shatner at 90 years of age. Uh, and so uh, he is he is going up. I don't, I don't remember what the date is, but uh, he's going up there. Hopefully he doesn't die en route. Think, that I would be unfortunate. Be, I think they'll be okay. <laughs> Hopefully the G-Force doesn't stop the man's heart on the way up at 90 years old. But uh, shit, he probably wouldn't care. He'd probably think that was hilarious if he went out on the way up. He would have thought that would be comedically uh, huge amounts of value. Dude, Bill Shatner, I know he's had like a... He's had some plastic surgery done to keep the face nice and taut for 90 years of age. But that dude, he's like he's like Betty White. Like they're in their 90s, but somehow they have more energy than I do. What is their secret? Are they really eating fetuses, Jeff? Is that the secret? Probably Are they drinking money. the blood of I the youth? Say, I would say it's money, being able to buy virtually anything and everything you need to make <laughs> your life as stress-free as humanly possible <laughs> trainers proper chefs and food you know this is I, I would imagine that definitely help uh, yes a great that, deal. That, yeah i'd probably have more hair if i had more money no i mean isn't that the isn't isn't that what you're supposed to do when you make a lot of money keep your hair no, like, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you most, want to do, Most like, of the men in Hollywood, that's right. the first thing that it goes yeah. into is keeping their hair. I mean, listen, it, it, say, say, Adam, say, say you had, say, say you, you, you were making, uh, I don't know, million dollars a year. Mm. All your shit is paid for. I might be able to afford a right. house in Halifax. You can, you can afford <laughs> one with much less than that, but ah. yet. But say you made a million dollars a year, right? Yes. I mean, once you get all your shit taken care of uh you know most people i would imagine or at least what i would love to do is take care of your health and it like just about every every possible way where to the point where you don't care how much money it costs so it's like the best food yes the best training yes yes the best bed yes the best clothes yes the best doctors Yes, the best hair transplant replacement or whatever. <laughs> yes. Yes, the best, um, you know, teeth construction. Yes, the best eye uh, stuff. Yes, the literally, yes, all of, that. All of it. And then yes. you're just, you know, suddenly you're just your energy and your, <laughs> your everything just, I would imagine, would improve. <laughs> I don't know. I would, I would think. It's true. We just make like I I don't know. Maybe they, I'm you know the whole ass, saying but. like money you know money doesn't doesn't give you happiness is only true to an extent. I think they did a study for like how much like where the threshold is, and it's not as much as people think, but it's yeah. still a thing. Yeah, like there's still there's still a number. Yeah, that once you hit it, I think it was I think it was, and this was the study was several years ago, so it'd be more money now than it was then. But I think it was something like. Um, uh, 400,000 a year, I think, or something like that. 
Uh, oh no, not 400,000 a year. Sorry. No, it was less than that. It was like 200 and something thousand a year. It's probably closer to 300,000 a year now, now that it's been several years. But it was somewhere around that. You hit that number for household income and you're not balling out of control. But at that level, it's like you have the money to take vacations, do what you want. You know, you're not flying yourself to space like Mr. Bill Shatner. But you can also do damn near anything that you want with that money and not and not wake up and go, shit, I needed money for something else. You just got it now. Yeah, your housing think, is taken care of. Your yeah, car is taken care of. Yeah. Your your, yeah, your vacations and shit. Yeah, because, I mean, listen, if you're, if you're making $300,000 a year, yeah. if you made $400,000 a year, your your I would I wouldn't imagine that a hundred thousand dollars difference is. It's not going to move it, the needle all that yeah, much, right? It's not going to move the needle probably on your happiness, right? No, you might be able to generate more money and be you know be more more rich or wealthy or whatever. Uh, but I I don't I I don't know. I, From a I, comfort perspective, it doesn't yeah. move the needle all that much. Or a happiness yeah, perspective, I mean, I, you know, and what probably from four hundred thousand to a million, it probably doesn't change much either. You might be able no. to just like indulge a little bit more on you know certain that's things, basically but- it it's like the level of indulgence and then i think they, they and then there's a barrier where you cross where then the, like the whole managing your money becomes a point of stress and um where you get so much money that the management of it becomes a point of stress uh or and then you'll take and that then, that seems like a good problem to have and then I mean, it's not the give worst problem pro- to have. give me that problem it's give not the worst problem, problem to have yeah, but yeah, like another like- problem that some people have like they talked about in the study was things like um um social relationships where people started to have a hard time distinguishing between people yeah. who were being friendly with them because they're friends and people being friendly with them because they have money that's you know, true. things like that so there was like this magic fucking zone that they dialed in where it's like you know, for most people on the planet that don't want to, you know, backfill the water in Dubai somewhere to live on a piece of a fucking palm leaf uh, until it until it sinks back into the ocean. You know, unless you're that person. Yeah. You, the, there was yeah, there was like this special like little band of, uh, of money. I would imagine if you're William Shatner and you're just in a fucking I'm sure he has bad days and he's, you know, probably, you know, but he's uh, also a relatively like jovial guy. Right. Yeah, and the same with Betty like White. That. Yeah. 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 They like both you, are out kind of like their their outlook lucky. on life. Yeah. They're kind of like the they're the kind of people where everything like probably rolls off their back. They don't give yeah, a like fuck. Free spirits, you know, yeah, like, yeah, whatever, which they just live longer anyway. Yeah, well, that's why they're in their nineties. Uh, exactly. Yeah. But I also believe they're super rich, so they're that able too. to to you know Absolutely. obviously have. Uh, a but lot. you know what? Good on them. They're both still working. They're in their nineties, but they ha- and I think that's also why they're still you know. Well, they'd be there. dead if they weren't working. They'd be like, because what do you live for? You know, you're, you're they're still out there. You know, they're not working like crazy schedules. But even I mean, I shouldn't say that. Betty White, Betty White like a couple years a ago, had yeah. a fucking like yeah. It didn't even make sense that she had the ability to do it, but she did. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah. God either speed, way, William Shatner. Good and luck of course, the first space. thing the first thing he did in the interview with uh, with uh, oh who who interviewed him fucking Anderson Cooper was joke about the the rocket looking like a giant penis awesome. uh, and inseminating space, uh, which is exactly where he went with that, as you would expect Bill Shatner to do. So there you go. We'll wait and see. I will if you can watch that live. I will one hundred percent. Watch Bill Shatner launch himself into space on a penis rocket, without question. Yep. Uh, the most packed halftime show list I've ever seen, Mr. Black, is coming up this season. Have you seen this list? I have. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar will be performing somehow all at the same show. I don't even know how you work that many people into a single fucking show without like somebody just taking like three lines. 
You go like, all right, well, Mary J, you got four bars. Have fun. (laughs) You get like, how do you work in that many people? And some like, you know, some of these people have pretty big egos. So like, I'm I'm trying to think of like how this all fucking works together. But Uh, yeah, it'll be Eminem. It'll probably be Eminem, Dr. Dre. Doing their Kendrick thing. Doing be, I, think, I think I think Eminem's gonna be the big part. Yeah. Um alongside Dr. Dre kind of with him. And then Snoop Dogg will have a little part. Mary J will 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 probably sing you know a chorus and and then Kendrick Lamar will will probably have but Kendrick Lamar might open. Who knows? We'll see. What's the over under on uh on at least them sampling still Dre? Oh yeah. I think that'll happen. <laughs> Is that like on? Is that hundred percent? Yeah. Is that how they started? I feel like they open it with that. They open it with like bling, ding, 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 ding. It's possible. That's just one of the most iconic fucking uh, beats in all of fucking rap history. Even if you don't know rap, if you hear that, you might not know what it is, but you will recognize that shit. It's like the Mario theme of one one. It's like din it din it Is you just know that shit? It's like a cultural fucking thing. It's been everywhere. But that's that's a dope lineup. If they pull, if they pull the balance right, I mean, holy shit, that's a fucking, that's a fire lineup, yep, uh, for sure. So that will be that will be good. Hopefully, hopefully it does turn out well, or hopefully, more specifically, they get the audio right because I feel like you've got a fifty-fifty shot of the audio being terrible at the halftime show. Um, who was it? The one Adam Adam Levine did it Adam or whatever, Levine, yeah. and it was like you couldn't hear a fucking word coming out, which might have actually made it better, but at the same time. You know, I don't think that's what they were going for. <laughs> Adam Levine. <laughs> uh, All I remember watching that wasn't show. I was a huge fan of that uh, that halftime show. No, it was Adam Levine taking his shirt off, and I was like, "Ah, oh, bro, put that shit away." We don't like. Why do I feel like he's going to be that guy that's like sixty years old, still trying to act like he's twenty four? Why do I feel like he's still like Adam Levine is still going to be shirtless at sixty? Why not? I mean, he looks good. I mean, he looks good for his age. He's he's out there doing what he needs to do. So you know, I'm not hating, but it money. ain't my cup of tea. Money. There you go. <laughs> That's what money can do. Uh, next up, Disney and Scarlett Johansson have settled out of court. Which yep. is great for her, but unfortunate for everyone else, since that's not going to set any kind of real precedent, other than the fact that Disney is willing to settle. Uh, well, the the Disney Disney came out and said that they're making changes to their future to all their future contracts now, so it is setting a precedent. Um, okay, just not legally, but within Disney, it is. Yeah. Uh, so you know, if people are doing movies and whatnot, there will be stipulations in there if they don't do just a theatrical release, um, and they do both. Um, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, and apparently it cost them, uh, rumor is it cost them $40 million to settle. So, damn. Uh, what was the f- amount that she was owed in contract? Do we know? Uh, well, she already made 20. She made, here's the thing is she was paid, uh, $20 million to make the movie, but yeah. then you get back end, uh, pay depending on right. box office sales. Of they, which there they, were none. It's, well, there was box office sales, but her the, what she could have made was far oh, less streaming because stuff. they did streaming alongside it, and she didn't she didn't get any of the points on the streaming side. When in by contract, they specifically said that it will be an exclusive theatrical release, which broke their contract. So all Scarlett Johansson wanted was some sort of compensation, 
Now, her and her lawyers and her 40 agent. $40 million is out, some sort of compensation. Well, apparently it was way less. And rumor was is they wanted $20 million. But then um, Disney ignored them, said no, came out with a statement. You made $20 million. This is COVID. You know, you know, well, you ain't helping us out here. And then she said, okay, well, I'm going to fucking sue you. And then just before it was being approved for the courts, which would have made all of the files and stuff public, Disney decided to uh, settle, which ultimately cost them up to an extra $20 million for their fuck up. And they also came out and said that they're doing several projects with Scarlett Johansson moving forward. Um, so, you know, she she probably locked in some really sweet deals on the Tower of Terror movie that she's doing for Disney, along with probably more Marvel, um, you know, cameos or something, even though her character is supposed to be dead. But obviously it's Marvel. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see when that happens. So, yeah, uh, W for, for Scarlett Johansson and an L for Disney. It's a fat dub. It's a yep. very fat dub. <laughs> the next day, yeah, there you go. Rewrite the contract so you don't have to have that fucking thing happen again. Uh, Squid Game is taking over the world right now, Mr. Black. Uh, and is apparently on track to be Netflix's most watched show ever. Yep. Uh, have you watched it yet? I have not. Kale and I are gonna watch it soon. We've got one episode left to Sex Education, which we'll probably finish tonight. Um, and we, we binged the, uh, the Midnight Mass, so... Um, I well, saw everything, but I think the last episode or two of Midnight Mass. So, what were your thoughts on on Midnight Mass without spoiling people at yeah, all? Yeah, I, I won't guess. spoil anything. Um, I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, episodes five, six, and seven just ramp up completely. Like the last, the last episode is pretty fucking awesome. Mm. Um, the last two episodes really are. It gets really good. Um, and the thing is, it's a slow burn show. Um, and there are things that sort of, uh, that happen that you see coming and then some that you don't see coming. Mm. Um, and ultimately I think it was a really good, uh, a good Netflix series for horror. And, uh, you know, obviously he did, he's done, um, the house on haunting, uh, the haunting of Hill house, Hill house. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he does horror really well. You get the same actors and actresses in there and. He uses the same people quite often. Um, And this one was a little bit different. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoy the slower burns. I enjoy the long dialogue uh, between characters where scenes are literally like five minutes, ten minutes of just two characters just talking. Um, And especially how when it all kind of comes together you realize that like certain things that were said and done, they, they have certain meanings and, and uh, it was really, it was really well done Um, Mm. in terms of like, if I had to give it a rating out of 10, I'm probably pushing 8.5 or nine. I would have liked there to be a little bit more horror elements throughout the entire series, opposed to just the last two episodes. Um, There was a couple you know, sprinkled in. And when I say horror, I mean your traditional horror. Yeah. Um, but it's more of a, of a, it's closer to a mystery thriller a than mystery a horror. mystery thriller, you know, religious type thing, which is kind of creepy in its own right. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I, I really, really liked it a lot. I really did. One of the better shows I've seen this year. Yeah. I, uh, again, I haven't seen the rest of it, but I've seen the majority of it. And I, 
I'm sure they're going to throw a twist at the end at me or some you shit. You haven't but... seen the best of it. The last yeah, two episodes are yeah. really re- the last one. It's 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 high octane. Like yeah. it's good. So I enjoyed it as well. Um, unlike you, I like the slow burns. I like that. You know, because I'm I'm often able to see a lot of shit coming in a lot of the movies and shows that I watch. This guy is the is one of the few directors that still occasionally gets me in terms of like I think I know what's coming and I might I only get 80% of it instead yeah, of yeah. 100% of it. That's what'll happen this time too. Yeah, and yeah. that's happened already in the show like there were one or two scenes where I thought that I saw where he was taking it and I I only was partially right, uh which is nice because it sucks when it's not that I'm like some sort of fucking big brain 500 IQ genius. It's just that shows and movies are so formulaic now. You you just fucking know where they're going. And that sucks some of the fun out of it, especially if you're going to have something that's supposed to be a thriller or a mystery. Like the whole point of a thriller mystery is yeah. to not fucking know <laughs> where it's going. So that's what, you know, I got a lot of enjoy, uh, enjoyment out of it from that regard or that perspective. Um, I love the actors and actresses that he brought back. I'm happy he keeps doing it because they're very good. The they, priest is so good. Yeah, they filled that guy the roles. Is so good. Did a very everyone's done a a very good job. Um, uh, in in, uh, in the show, and like the only thing that I could say is that even though there are twists, a lot of the stuff is um a little too ham fisted for me. Like a lot of the foreshadowing. Like you, uh, like you, I think you might've been alluding to some of the foreshadowing is really, really painfully fucking obvious. Like they couldn't, like they could, the only way to make it more obvious would be when they're dropping the line, they stared directly into the camera and said, this is going to happen. But and I, then, think like, they, <laughs> I think that's done purposely. Oh, it is. It, it, it yeah, is so that he can kind of subvert that shit. There's a lot, exact there's, there's, you know, I don't want to say too much, but like, yeah. People are believing certain things because of yes. scripture and, you, yes. know, scr- yeah. you know, they're taking things very literal and, yes. you know, especially it's, it's another, it could be another device. End, I can't, yeah. you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, you know, and, and there, well, there is, there is one thing in particular, I'm not, gonna mm. spo- I'm not going to spoil anything, but there is one character in particular yeah. that completely took me out of the show every time I saw this character and, and not for a good reason. Right. Mm. I was like, oh, man, they I don't know if they did makeup not right or if they just cast. It was more of they just cast the wrong person for this. I don't know why they got this person to take this role, because this is awful. Is it a guy or a girl? It's a girl. And I think I know who you're talking about. And then. without me saying anything. Yeah. Yeah. I was punched in the face <laughs> because I was like, oh, that's oh, OK, that's why. Oh, no, I've made it that sense. far. I made it that far. I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. And when yeah. in the fir- dude in the first episode, I turned to M and I said, "Yeah, that doesn't look right." Yeah. I think I know. Yeah. What? That that is going to be something. And we can't spoil anything here. But I was like, "That doesn't look but, right." Yeah. But it, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about and, too. And, so yeah. And you'll see how all like. Yeah. Towards the end, you'll it, it'll all you're like oh, oh I think I, because I even one or two episodes yeah like left. you'll even you, you know you may know what's going on right now but like yeah a Although lot I'm of sure things, there will still be some crazy shit yeah 
uh, towards the end. But yeah, I enjoy. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's good. Um, I thought it was a relatively clever. This isn't spoiling anything, but I thought it was a relatively clever use of uh, and and partial. I mean, the grand themes of this show, if you take out the, if you ignore the thriller aspect and all that shit, is that it's like a, it's like a bit of a, uh, of a, of a look into, um, the various ways in which, um, people view and practice spirituality in several, several different ways, whether you're an atheist or you're Muslim or you're a Christian. And then the, and then on each one of those, although the Christianity portion is most represented here, the, the, the gradient the scale in which you can exist on those on those lines and how each of those people at those different spots interpret what they're told and what they read and the a lot of it a lot of the show's mechanics are based in or rooted in the literal uh, the literal, if you were to read some of the parts sure. of the Bible the and take it yeah. and take it literally, yes, you can draw uh, parallels to more traditional horror stuff. Yeah, that was kind of a clever, yeah, you know, thing. Yeah. Especially when you read them, especially when the characters say them, oh, because yeah. because the for villain, people at the home, character is so good. yeah, she, the, she is so good. The people at home, especially if you've never read the Bible. And you and they start using scripture, and with the zero context of that like verse that they'll quote, and it's taken literally for the for the point of the show to like drive a uh you know to get characters to do things and whatnot. It sounds absolutely fucking it's insane. 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 It's insane. So yeah. they do a really good job of uh, of of that, and it was a, a very unique uh, kind of a, a bend on it. And uh, and I'm ex- I look forward to seeing yeah. the last couple episodes. Enjoy. It might even only be it might even only be one more episode. But yeah, I look forward to uh, uh, I look forward to it. And like you said, the priest did a phenomenal job. But I don't think there's really much of a weak no. character. It's all in good. the show. Yeah, it was good. It was a good time. I enjoyed it. Was it. All, it was all good. Uh, Squid Game, you'll I think you'll enjoy as well. Yeah. Um. Man. Uh. Even for even for probably you and I and, and other people now where we're desensitized to a lot of shit, even even then, Squid Game I think will get a, get you a couple of times. All right, we'll see. Get you, uh, and uh, um, you know, again another really well done show. Uh, highlighting again, a lot of talent in Korea in their media, like their their television movies. There's a shitload of Korean talent, and Netflix. Especially outside of Korea, Netflix has been an amazing vehicle to get these guys and girls a platform outside of their their home country. Um, you know, I, th- I think of um, Train to Busan as well it was a Netflix mm-hmm. darling outside of uh, its home of Korea uh, to the point where now, like everything else, the North Americans feel like they can do a better job and are going to redo it in English like a bunch of fucking assholes. But it shows just how much talent. It's not just in our North American and European bubble, but there are other markets that do a really good job. And thankfully, you know, things like this are, are coming up. So yeah, squid game going to be the most watched, which is insane. I would never have thought, but at the same time, I kind of get why it would be because there is so much shock value in it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, definitely another, another good one. And that we already talked about midnight mass. That was my last one. Um, and that's all I've got, unless you had some other news. Uh, I think bond is, is, a, is getting ready to launch if it isn't yep. already in theaters. Yep. 
Venom's out, Venom comes out today, I think, and Bond, yeah. or Venom might even already be out. I think Venom's actually already out. It's made a, a shit ton of money. Um, What's the early reviews looking like for Bond? Are we are we in the good. green? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, it's supposed to be pretty good. Um, because yeah, you'd hate to see it go out on like a mediocre yeah, fucking it's like note or some shit. Percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's, for a Bond movie, that's pretty good. Yeah, and that's that's critics, right? So you know the. I'm sure the, the audience, audience score will be higher. 87 right now, yeah. Mm. So that's impressive. Normally, there's a bigger, a bigger gap between the two. But if they're both coming in together, that's a pretty good. You no, know, I, I actually prefer when it's closer because then it means that not only is it a pretty good movie, you know, but the audience isn't just like pure nostalgia memeing for it or some shit, or it's yep. not just critics going after Oscar bait. But there's like an actual good movie hiding in there uh, when the the scores are that close. Uh, so yeah, I look forward to to, to catching that. Uh, at some point as well. Uh, and I think Venom's been doing pretty okay too, I think. It got a couple of early... Did it yep. get some early reviews? Yeah, it's been doing pretty yep. good. It's doing well. So there you go. Awesome. Lots of good movies uh, coming up. And I keep getting reminded, I think they had another like uh, retrospective-y, um, not trailer for Matrix 4, but a retrospective type deal where they were talking to the actors about the Matrix series and all that shit. And so I'm just, you know... Got my uh, my latest marketing plug for Matrix Four in my brain, and just remembering that it's coming, and uh, hopefully that also doesn't bomb. That would be highly unfortunate. Uh, what do you actually? No, I'll ask that before we hop into tech support. Do you think the Matrix Four is going to bomb, or do you think it's going to be a good movie? And I don't mean in terms of dollars. I mean, I mean, do you think it's actually going to be a good movie, or do you think it's going to be mm. uh, just mediocre? I think it'll be mediocre. I get, I get this nagging feeling in my chest that it's going to make a lot of money because it's the Matrix, but it's going to be a very mediocre yeah. experience. Um, and not that it's the same people making it, but I get the same feeling about it as I do about the next John Wick movie. Yeah. It feels like it's going in that direction. It's just being made for the wrong reasons, I think, and, and mm. thus I think it'll be, I think it'll be serviceable. But I think we'll at the end of it we'll go. We didn't need that. We didn't need it. Yeah, yeah. But we'll uh, see. It's time for tech support. Do a couple of questions. We're at the two hour mark. Uh, Patreon.com slash like TV. Ten dollars more a month gets you a couple perks. Chiefly, you get to in on this sweet sweet action where you get to ask us questions and we give you some answers. Dan Jim the Dragonfly, top three. Oh, we get, we're, we're moving up through the consoles, but this time we've, we've sidestepped a bit. Top right. three arcade games. Um, Cruisin'. Ooh. Take your pick of whichever one you want. Cruisin' USA, whatever fucking one you want. Um, I know you said this is a Genesis game, but uh, last week, but Golden Axe, for sure, for me. I'm gonna uh, go Turtles in Time. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with Battletoads, and I'm gonna go with The Simpsons. Ooh, arcade game. The Hit and Run or the the side scroller? Side scroller. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go Cruisin', whichever one was your flavor, because there's lots of flavors of Cruisin'. Um. Time Crisis. Mm. Dance Dance Revolution. Ooh. 
Ooh, DDR. Oh yeah. That'll be my honorable mention for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'll go with those three. Those are like if I had an arcade, it would feel empty if those three were not in there somewhere. Like mm. those, you know, House of the Dead or Time Crisis, which I mean they they're more or less the same kind of deal. But yeah, one of those uh one of those two and then yeah, cruising because uh, you're also not an arcade unless you're hearing somebody double tap the gas and putting their f- trying to put their foot <laughs> through the fucking machine <laughs> to do it every time. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Um, Super Kami Guru asked, "What's the craziest thing you saw when you were working a normal job? You worked the service industry. You had to see some shit." Yeah, um, craziest thing I've seen. How many coworkers were fucking in the bathroom? Uh, I don't think I don't think I've ever. <laughs> or seen did they that. keep that to outside of work? Yeah, that's usually outside <laughs> of work. Um, Craziest thing. I mean, I saw, I, I've seen somebody like almost die, like choke on food and mm. just like had to get the Heimlich maneuver and was it a bone or something? Everything. Yeah, chicken bone. Yikes. Yeah. Um, almost died, an older lady. And one of the servers that worked there uh, just kind of jumped to aid and broke her ribs, but saved her life. She was literally like fucking purple. Um, Yikes. And everybody was screaming, like yelling, like they didn't. Did, people didn't know what was going on. People, people panicked. That she was with, it was like, do something, do something. Everyone was like, ah. and, and he's just like, you know. And she's she was an older woman too. Like she probably well, that's wasn't, why her, that's why her ribs would have broke. Yeah, I would say she was probably in her late sixties, in her seventies, like right around there. Like she wasn't like super super old, but she was not young. And yeah. uh, and at first he wasn't doing a he wasn't going hard but it wasn't doing anything. Right. And then everybody just started panicking. It's like, do something, do something. And he just gave her and then it right out of her mouth. And then, you know, ambulance came and pretty much saved her life. Like, or there's one for the resume. Yeah. Uh, so that, that happened. I don't think I ever saw anything like that in the corporate environment. Nobody's choking on chicken bones in the corporate environment. Um, I never, like, there was nothing really particularly crazy that ever truly happened. Just dumbfound, more just dumbfounding shit. I mean, like, like, like my marketing manager, uh, going to the weekly meeting every week. And, uh, regardless of the fact that it was the owners that were changing the marketing, um, you know, the, the print ads and everything in the 11th hour, uh, from what the marketing manager had selected and what the marketing team had put together, she still got blamed if sales went down. So even though it wasn't her putting the fucking shit out, they'd still blame everything on her. Uh, and they had already replaced that position like twice in the last couple of years for the exact same reason. People were just quitting. And sure enough, after, you know, six months or so, I remember she just came back one day. Every Monday she'd come back crying. She'd go to her office crying every single Monday. Uh, and then, uh, and this was, this was actually like a headhunted, uh, a headhunted marketing manager from Vancouver. Like they brought her in from across the country 
from an already successful position to help, you know, bolster. And then they didn't let her do her job. So she just broke eventually. and was like crying at like the fucking every single Monday. And then, uh, and then one day she came back and she wasn't crying. And I was like, that's a little weird. Uh, and I was like, I don't know if that's good or bad, but she looked like, she looked like she was just, you know, dead in the eyes Mm kind of deal. Like the dead face went into her office, closed her door, which was always open the whole time that she was ever there. Closed the door, stayed there for three hours. Closed the blinds and everything. It was just in there in her in her shell for three hours. And then came out three hours later with a box in her hand and said, I'm going to go now. Have fun. She didn't tell anyone else. She just left the building and never came back, never came back oh, the next. Geez. She didn't put, there was no two-week notice. There was no anything like that. She just said, that's enough I'm of out. that for me. I'm gone. Yep. See ya. Uh, and so, I mean, another crazy, that was like, that was just one of those things. It was just like unreal to see. No two-week notice, no anything marketing manager so management level at the company and just walk out the door with her box and just nobody didn't tell anyone just came out she said you've all she would talk to the marketing team she said you've all been amazing to work with and i'm sorry you had to go this way but i'm the fuck out of here and she just left she just left said okay and then they replaced her uh that position again um so there you go um This is pretty funny. Jorbach, what was your last uh, brain fart that you had uh, that you had to just laugh at? I was listening to the podcast last week and I realized I'd been filing my nails with a popsicle stick instead of an emery board. Oh. <laughs> That's one of those things you just, you do, you have to laugh at. You look down and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? So the last brain fart I had was actually pretty recently. <laughs> okay. um, I mean, I have them all the time, but this one actually stood out. I, uh... I uh, was I just took a shit and uh, I had my phone on me and then I you know was doing what everybody does when they're on the toilet just going through the phone doing whatever finish do all this stuff uh, leave the bathroom did you forget and, to wipe your ass no no I didn't forget okay to wipe my ass. <laughs> but uh, I I I thought I forgot my phone. So I go in the bathroom, I'm looking for my phone, I'm looking around, I'm like, where the fuck did I put my phone? And I, I'm looking at the counter, I wash my hands, I'm like, okay, it's not there, I'm looking behind the toilet, I look inside the, the garbage can that's beside the, <laughs> the, the toilet, and I, and I started trying to like retrace my steps. And I had gone upstairs to grab something to drink, so I went upstairs, I look in the kitchen, it's not there. I'm going, where the fuck is my phone? And I look <laughs> down, and I'm holding it in my hand the entire time. <laughs> the whole fucking time. Like I had it on, I, I'm literally looking around for my phone and I'm holding my phone. So yeah, <laughs> that actually happened. That was like a week ago. I That's impressive. That's I, impressive I that your peripheral, that your peripheral vision at no point caught the phone in your hand. Wasn't even in my pocket. Like sometimes you like, you have it in your pocket and you're just like, oh, where's my yeah, no, phone or whatever. I'm actually holding it. I'm holding it in my hand. I'm like looking for it as I'm holding it. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing, ah. man? So, okay. All right. Uh... Yeah, I, uh, uh, the last one, the last one that I had was just like the, was one of the classics where, um, I was just super tired and this is just a couple days ago. I was super tired and I was in the kitchen and I was, I wanted a snack and I got some cereal and I went and tried to put the cereal in the fridge and the milk in the cupboard. Mm, yep. It was one of those. Yep. That was probably the last one that I can think of that was like that. But like you, I have them all the time and mostly it's like. I find nowadays it's I'll hunt for words, 
Like I'll be mid-sentence and there's a word that was there the whole time I was speaking the first part of the sentence and then as soon as I come up to needing that word now... It's gone. That word just, just disappeared into the fucking ether. Uh, that drives me crazy. Or, um, or names, like really obvious names. I'll just random, like names are just gone. Uh, you know, things like that. But, uh, but yeah, I think that's just called getting older. I'm only 30 and I feel like I'm fucking 80. The hell is that? Yep. Fucking, my God, my memory's like that now. God help me. I'm going to be like, I'm going to forget how to tie my shoes when I'm 42. Just going to leave my body. I'm going to have to wear Velcro. Well, you know, that's fashionable. Some, you know, Velcro's in. in. Velcro's in. Velcro's in. You can get away with it. Um, Deneves, what's your favorite meme or general thing to joke about and why? I don't really, I'm not big into memes. It's just not my thing. So I'm like, so out of touch with all the memes. I'm still, I still use memes from like fucking eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm out of the, I just, I'm not on, I don't go on imager. I don't. I think that's just one of those generational things. There's like certain memes that just existed in the pocket of time that you were most invested in that culture. And then you stick to those memes and only once in a blue moon does a new meme enter into your memosphere where all mm. the younger people are just like, they're having their moment and all of their memes um, Dapbeard knows one of my favorite ones is is the jazz music stops yeah, guy. That one's a funny. That's a that's a funny one. Because when it's used appropriately, it just fucking kills me. Uh, that's good. And, and the beauty of it is it's not overused, so you only see it once in a fucking blue moon. Yeah, so it's nice and when you see it. So you, you see it, it's just like, and it's so perfect. And I almost want to buy a print of that painting because it's from a painting, and hang that shit in like a bathroom or some shit. You should. Yeah, I think that would be a ten out of ten. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's definitely up there for like memes, but I'm the same. I don't like, I'm not into memes as much as I used to be. I used to love like in, in high school, university rage comics, uh, you know, reddit.com slash seven F 12 U, uh, was, I, 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 th I thought that shit was hilarious at the time. Not all of them. There's a lot of garbage ones, but just like the jazz music stops when you get the right person using the right rage comic faces at the right time, it just fucking got me. I also like the Jackie Chan one, the mm. the Jackie Chan what the fuck face, yeah, like the, the that yeah. that one that one gets me. But uh, yeah, I don't use them personally all that much. The newest one is probably Drew Scanlon from Giant Bomb, where they ripped it. It's the blinking guy. You've seen it a million times. It's the blonde haired dude who's going doing the yeah thing. Yeah. That also, when used appropriately, is such a great reaction. It's so fucking. <laughs> It's so perfect. Uh, and I just love that it was a random dude from Giant Bomb that like, and now the whole internet uses that fucking thing. And it just, cause it's so rarely a meme is, is somebody that's like some sort of known quantity. Like it's usually just some random fucking person on the internet. And then this was like some, an actual figure. It was kind of funny, but yeah, those are, those are kind of it. Uh, my favorite thing to joke about though, I don't have any in, like specific individual thing. It's more about, for me, um, just sarcasm and dry, dry wit shit. I'm not like a poop joke guy. Just anything, anything with sarcasm. I, I think, I, I think, I, I think I, I'm also into that category of people that use the sarcasm as a defense mechanism. So like you'll, you'll self-deprecating humor or some shit and you're just being sarcastic about whatever. Shit like that. Um... Oh God, I didn't know. I didn't, I don't I feel like I didn't know this. Maybe I did. 
Uh, Datbeard asks, as a newly minted diabetic, thanks, uh, thanks, genetics, I have forsaken carbs, so what are your favorite low-carb meals that you can eat all day, every day? I don't have any. <laughs> all of no your favorite all. meals are high-carb. Are high carb. <laughs> I, I am a high-carb guy, man, unfortunately. Like, everything I eat and love is, is a carb. carbs. That's my problem. That is literally my problem. Fuck, I'm no longer dat bread. Oh, that makes dat bread even funnier to me if you're diabetic now because you're low, low carb. Uh, you need to change your name to like not dat bread. <laughs> Duh. Uh, man. I mean, shit. Uh, like, as far as like meals go. We were like when we went down to the family home, and you know, we cook relatively simple there. But that's also how I cook on my own. And I've said this on the podcast a million times: just roast vegetables. They taste better roasted. Yeah. You only yeah. have to put a little bit of oil, salt, and pepper. You're done. There's no fancy fucking what spices them. No, bitch. Salt, pepper, olive oil, oven for 25 minutes, and it doesn't matter what vegetable you put in there. Basically, short of like leafy greens, that's it. They taste mm. better. And you can eat a lot of them, and they're delicious. And so, like I like most of my life is just roasted vegetables, and whatever protein I want, if I even want protein at the time, and that's it. Chicken, fish doesn't matter. Roasted vegetables and that, and that like could be seven days a week. Uh, so I suggest getting used to roasted roasted I'm fish, vegetables. I'm a fish and broccoli guy, so you know. There you go. There you go. Easy peasy. Um, we'll try and, uh, do one or two short ones here. Yeah, it's getting late. Getting late. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is quick enough for me to answer. Nick Winters, as a Magic the Gathering player, do you understand and share the community's hate for blue? Blue is my favorite color. Go fuck yourself, Nick. There you go. (laughs) If you're a mono blue or currently blue black, uh, you've got the smallest dick in the world. You, I, I pity you. I, 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 you know, I, it's a struggle. You've got to trim your pubic hair so that you can appreciate your own penis, but you have to be careful because you might lop it off in the process. The smallest penises in the world. And I'm convinced that, that because they're so cancerous and so anti-fun, like those deck styles, I'm convinced that pretty much everyone still working at Wizards of the Coast is a mono blue player. It's my only it's my only explanation. No other explanation makes sense as to why they would create a system in which you can watch somebody else play in a two-person game, predominantly, two-person game, somebody burn all of your cards, you can't play anything, they counter everything and then burn all your cards, and if you have no cards to draw from your library, you instantly lose. Why would you ever do that? That's an unfun mechanic. They have to be mono blue players. Even if it's not like a top tier mechanic where you're going to win worlds with that shit. It's just cancerous. So yeah. I, uh... Sorry about your small penis. It's okay. It's motion of the ocean. Uh, let's get one more. Oh, this is easy enough and topical. Uh, Coyote Conundrum, what are your favorite Thanksgiving dishes? Also, turkey or ham? 
Um, oh man, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm I'm gonna go with turkey. Uh, but I do. It can't be drive turkey. Like it's it's either. I'd rather have a a shittier ham than a shittier turkey. But if I had to choose, I gotta go with I gotta go turkey. I, I'm sorry. It's just because I have ham on Easter, right? Like every time. I don't have turkey for for Easter, so it's always ham. So I gotta go. And typically we have both during Christmas, so we get a little bit of both because we I we do turkey and Kayla's parents do ham, so I get both. But I gotta I gotta go I gotta go team turkey here. I just have to. Yeah. I used to really like ham when I was younger. And in the last few years, I just don't like ham that much anymore. It just doesn't do it for me. Mm. Um, if it's a properly done, full-blown, oven-baked, glazed ham that you'd only do at the most special occasions, then I can live with that a bit. But if you're just talking about your, your store-bought, Cold cut ham, not like the not not cold cuts, but you know what I mean. Just cold ham that saying. you're like oh, yeah. pre cooked. Fuck, I like I used to be able to. Eat, I, I I can't do it anymore. So it's turkey all day. Um, the and my favorite stuff it's, it's stuffing. The stuffing and and cranberry sauce. I could just have those two things on my plate and fuck everything else, yep. and I'd be happy. Yep. Stuffing, cranberry sauce. So. Yep. And for me, my favorite part is the day after, because like I've mentioned before on the podcast, uh, I think more than likely, or at least on my streams and, or live TV, the day after here for us in this family, we put all the leftovers in layers in a casserole dish. So the, the turkey, the squash, the mashed potatoes, the peas, the stuffing, all in this thing with the mashed potatoes on top, and you treat it like a casserole, butter the top, you put it in the oven, you bake it, you take it out the next day, and then you put your cranberry sauce on the side. That is arguably my favorite meal, period, that isn't a hamburger. Like, that's mm. basically my uh, my show right there. That's the, uh, that's the peak. But definitely turkey. I, ham, is, ham is good, but a well-done turkey is just, that's it all day. You can't you can't. I'm with fucking, you on that. I'm with you. you it's, it's not, I don't even think it's debatable. I don't even think it's debatable, really. No, it's no. It's not debatable. It's true. It's, it's bordering on objective at this yeah. point that turkey is just the superior product. Yeah. Uh, it just but is. One, thing's, one thing's for sure. The difference between, I will say this, the difference between a bad ham and a good ham is not nearly as distant as a, as a good turkey and a bad turkey. I'm with you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> why, that's why I said I would rather have a bad ham than a bad turkey because a bad yeah. turkey, it's just like eating fucking like sandpaper, like dry ass. Oh. Fuck. It's, it's, just, it, it's, it's hard to push down. Like you got to yeah. like. You know, it's, that's what it's, the gravy is for. Yeah, but the even there, there's even some <laughs> badass turkeys that you. Yeah, it's true. It doesn't matter if you drench it with gravy, yeah. it still lodges. Like it's just not a good time. Uh, so you know, give me a damn good. Give me an okay turkey. Beats a good ass ham. All right, just give me turkey. Give me turkey. You know what the, the the secret is? Is you put you put 15 pounds of butter underneath the skin of yes. the turkey. Yes. You shorten your life by five years, but you get a less dry turkey. It's worth. That's the trade-off. Worth. <laughs> Nobody needs to be as old as William Shatner, right? Wow. We don't need to go to space. Yeah. All right, money, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, money. <laughs> money. You know what else money will buy? A moist turkey. Yes, it will. You don't need to worry about making it yourself anymore. Somebody gives you a moist turkey, and they don't even have to use butter. They've just mastered the art of turkey. 
Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this week of Technical Alpha Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed yourselves. We'll see you guys next week for more. I'll be a year older next week. You will. Wednesday. Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday anyway. Uh, I'll be 33. Fucking 33 hell. 33 years old. It's the, getting uh, close it was, to me. I'm 34. I said, that, I said that before where I said 34 for some reason sounds younger than 33. Yeah, it does in a way. There's a weird fucking psychology dude, about 33. Dude, I'm turning 35. Buckle up. <laughs> that uh, feels like 25, but worse. Where at like 25, you yes. know you're on the downslide. Yes. But then you like hit 30 and you're like, okay, we're here. Then you yeah. have 35, you're like, fuck, here we go, round two. I'm on my way to 40. You know, <laughs> I'm 35, I'll be closer to 40 than not. You know? Yes. So I'm ready. Buckle up. Mark is screaming at us in chat because he's already there. <laughs> see you soon. All right, we'll guys, we'll see you guys next week. Until then, stay safe out there. Uh, and peace. Peace. peace.